What is up, guys? Welcome to the much-anticipated episode number 100. Highly anticipated. Highly anticipated, for sure. At least by us two. Critically acclaimed. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd go that far, but... That's because there isn't any critics. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is very true. Yeah. But, like always, or not like always, but like here recently, can't start the episode without talking about our sponsor. It took you a second there. It did. I'm sorry. You were trying I'm to throw it to me. I'm a little stoked for this episode, so I was a little... Yeah, you were trying to throw it to me, there. and I wasn't reading well. No, I wasn't trying to throw it to you. I was trying to throw it to myself, but I couldn't <laughs> I didn't make it stick. Bumps but, that spike. Uh, you got a house that you want to get. You want to refinance your own. Call my call our... I mean, you haven't met her, but call my friend, Crystal Lackey. I would say she's my friend now. Yeah. You sponsor the podcast, you automatically become a my MySpace top eight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm replacing Tom and putting Crystal Lackey in there. Yeah. Get out of here, Tom. Yeah. Call, call Crystal Lackey at Century Mortgage. You can call her at 502-615-0743. Check out our website, centurymortgage.com. That's centurymortgage, M-O-R-T-G-A-G-E.com, backslash C Lackey, capital C, capital L, a-C-K-E-Y. I mean, I don't know if it's case sensitive, but hey, it's, I guess it's good to do that just for out of res- gram- grammar's sake. Yeah, out of respect. Please capitalize it. But like always, we have to mention Century Mortgage is an equal housing lender. MNLS 3925. Crystal Lackey, MNLS number 1735979. And so I was watching the TBT the other day, right? Okay. And all of a sudden this commercial comes on. And it drives me crazy because since we've been doing this ad, you know, this has taught me a lot. And I see this, I'm not going to say the name of the company because we're not giving them any shine, but it's this easy mortgage (laughs) BS. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And you don't deal with anybody. You go on the computer and you do it. Why not get a personal touch? Have Crystal work for you. She's going to get the best rates that she can possibly get. She's going to help you out, advise you on what you need to do drives me crazy that something like that is popular and you've got people like crystal who are willing to help you out and you don't take advantage of it for sure hopefully we we play uh, our next games of the tournament tomorrow hopefully she gets better if i hit a triple she hits me in i'm surprised that she bats behind you well to be fair i made the lineup last week because daniel wasn't there oh so i mean i just made the lineup on a whim i just we got the dub so i guess that means i made the lineup correctly my goodness, that's poor GM work right there. How's it poor GM work? Well, if you just didn't sound like there was much Did, strategy into. Well, no, I mean there's certain the, the top three are always the same. Okay. So, so that the rest of them, I mean, we could be put any any which way. It's just I tried to think quickly, you know, like my 2K days. Yeah. You know, or you know, MLB 2K days when you're making your baseball lineup on there. I played it a couple years. And you're like, okay, yeah, I want to put this guy here because I know I can hit with this guy, and he's got speed. You know, yeah, thinking like that. That's what I tried to do. Yeah, I mainly hit homers, but you know, if you want to bump, steal, whatever, go for whatever you want, bro. Yeah, but dude, this is episode 100, man. It's crazy. It really is, man. It's who'd have thunk it? Yeah, who'd have thunk it? Well, we'll go with the hundredth intro. Actually, it's not the 100th intro, but it's going to be the best intro yet, right? Because you better put some respect on 100. I just want you to understand that 100 is the basis of all percentages. Now, I know that little peanut brain over there doesn't fully understand what no, that means. No, I, I get it. Okay, I just want I to make it. sure. But 100% means a full amount. 
So to all you listeners, 100 is the basis of all percentages, right? On to number two. Um, also better respect it because most of the world's currencies are divided into 100 subunits. One euro is 100 cents. One, one pound penny. sterling is 100 pence. One dollar is 100 cents. You know what I'm saying? So 100, very important in today's culture. Number three, the $100 bill is the largest bill currently being printed. That one surprised me a little bit. Does that surprise I you mean, at all? Not really. I mean, I was trying to think of a – when you said it, I was trying to think of a bigger bill. I mean, what bigger bill have you seen? Well, previously they've had 500s and 1,000s, but I think from my research that was like the 40s and 50s when they quit printing them. But I felt like I had seen $500 bills before – Probably on some, like, Instagram flex or something. Probably. Yeah. So yeah. now we know they're not official. Yeah. And actually, if you do have a $500 bill, it's probably worth a lot more than $500, being as though it hasn't been produced for 70-some-odd years, 80-some-odd years. That's probably a pretty good assumption. Yeah. So not too bad at all. On to number four, there are exactly 100 prime numbers whose digits are in strictly ascending order. Example, 239 or example, 2,357. So prime numbers, digits are in strictly ascending order. There's exactly 100 of them. Huh. It's very odd to me that there was exactly 100 of them. It is. I think that was set up from the start, right? Um, number five, onto the Celsius scale, right? 100 degrees is what? 100 degrees is uh, boiling. In boiling Celsius. is correct. So boiling, just like you've got me doing right now because you're being very disrespectful of my <laughs> segment. And I want the fans to know that this is a lot of effort put into this. These don't just come in my sleep. Some of them do, actually. But uh, number six, the United States has 100 senators. I know you're a big politician these days. Yeah. So make sure your senatoracy. Is that a real word? I think so. If it's not, it's a, uh, it's a new one. But when you come up on your senatorship, Make sure you get the vote for beef. I mean, you'll probably be running as Brandon Leffler on there. Uh, you've seen me. I'm not running anywhere. <laughs> not quickly. <laughs> I, I, would, I tried to get you to run last evening. That didn't work too well. Uh, number seven, in Greece, India, Israel, and Nepal, 100 is the number for the police. So kind of like we dialed 911, 100 is theirs. Greece, El Nepal. Yeah, El Nepal. What's the number for Jory Polio? I think it's 11. Number one. Oh, is it number one? In my heart. Well, no, but it's not number one on the menu. (laughs) It's it's number one in my heart. That's the cheesy chicken and rice, right? And chorizo. And ooh, the chorizo tops it off. I will agree that gives it a different texture and a different flavor profile. You know, us educated individuals over here would know something of that nature. Um, Also, in Belgium, hundred is the number for ambulance and firefighters. In United Kingdom, 100 is the operator telephone number. So I love those phone numbers just That's because. It's weird that you would have to dial three numbers to get an operator. It's just zero here in America. Right. But the U.K. is fancy, bro. We took everything that the U.K. did and we dumbed it down. Yeah, we took a couple of numbers off. Yeah. Just made it easier. We don't even have to. It, if you dial zero, does the operator still call? I think we should test I it. I mean, I don't know about it on a cell phone. But How much does it cost? I don't think it costs anything to get it to an operator. Well, I'll, I'll test it later then. I mean, if, if it's a chance it's cost some money, I'm not doing it. Well, I mean, it. if you look at the old phones, I don't know what the dial. Mine's would, pretty old. I'm talking about the old, like, nope, it doesn't have it on there anymore. It just has a plus sign on mine. Oh, it used to say O-P-E-R. But it used to say O-P-E-R, yeah. Yeah, shout out to Oprah. Yeah. My G. Um, number eight, the hundredth most populated country in the world is Bulgaria. 
so kind of surprised me. I don't know why we should give a shout out to Bulgaria, but 100 most, most populated country in the world. Number nine, the, this is interesting to me. This is a deep one as well, too. Let's hear it. The 100 most common words in English account for 50% of all we speak and write. Of these 100 most used words, only person and because have more than five letters. So process that again. 100 most common words. That makes a lot of sense. That's a lot. 50% is a lot. More than five letters? Well, no. 50% is the 100 most common words account for 50% of everything that we speak or write. So to me, that's a high percentage. But I do agree with you. The over five letters, um, because and person. Person being a top 100 is more surprising to me than only two of them. But, yeah, that was pretty interesting to me. This is a fun one for all you car lovers out there. The longest car ever made was a 100-foot Cadillac. In this Cadillac, it had 26 wheels. It had a swimming pool. The swimming pool had its own jacuzzi, and it had a helipad. So if you ever come up big, hit the lottery. I'm definitely not buying that. It probably gets horrible gas mileage. Oh, at 26 wheels, it's got to get good. I mean... <laughs> Real good gas mileage. They, uh, I was looking at a picture of it, and it had to be one that you could, like, bend in the middle. You know, it was like a chain link to it. Okay. So that way it could take corners and everything. I feel like that's like a Vegas Strip type deal. You know what I mean? Like, you're just driving up and down. You're not trying to take no tight corners in it or anything like that. Unless you're, uh, I mean, I guess if you're a whoosh, you wouldn't take any tight turns. I think that's, like, maybe a rap video. Uh, like, yeah. I, I could definitely see it in Snoop Dogg's video or something. Yeah. Classic. Uh, number 11, this is kind of a given for all you knuckleheads out there. The number of yards in the American football field is 100. That's mm-hmm. excluding the, the end, zones. end zones. Yeah, because Which you know, a lot of people forget to add whenever people are kicking field goals. Yeah. Well, you've got that and you've got, what, 12 yards to 16 yards back? I think it's, I think it's uh, you add 17 yards to every, to every I think is what, or no, what is it? I think you're right. I think it's 70. You had 17 From the spot yards. of the ball. From the spot of the ball, and that yeah. should give you what your field goal is going to yeah, be. Yeah, because your kicker's back seven yards, and yeah. then your end zones are 10 yards, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you know this, but I once attempted to kick some PATs, and it didn't go so well. No, it's really hard to kick a football. Yeah. Needless to say, they kept me at quarterback and cornerback. I just like the closeness of that relation. And they ran the ball a lot. I would. It would make sense that you were a quarterback because you're soft and you don't like contact. Right. So. Now, what I didn't like so much is when the coach taught me how to snap the football. I didn't know that you had to kind of give the old guy a took us tickler to snap it. You That's know a I'm nice saying? way of putting it. Yeah. So he showed me the old credit card method where you kind of get in there and check it out. I wasn't a big fan of that. I was kind of the old shotgun runner. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But. <laughs> Yeah, so needless to say, it was a big learning curve for me at whatever, eight years old or something like that. So, yeah, on to the next one. Um, this is a very interesting one that you might be a fan of as well, too. The number of runs required for a cricket batsman to score a century. I know you're Don't a big – Don't bring up cricket. I know you're a big cricket player, but to score – a century you have to score obviously 100 runs also the number of points required for a snooker player to score a century break which both of these snooker, are that's uh what that's a show on mtv 
Wasn't she on that yeah. show on TV? Jersey Shore? Yeah. Snooker? Not so attractive, by the way. What's your opinion? No. No, not so much. Look like a gremlin from the Cabbage Patch Kids. Is it like a garbage patch? What, garbage pail kids? Yeah, garbage pail. Garbage pail kids. Yeah. Looks like a gremlin from there. She would actually be, I feel like she's like the quintessential garbage pail kid. <laughs> what, would, what would her name be, though? Snooky. I don't think you change it. I think you keep it, or the Snookster, or I don't know how the names were. I don't, yeah, I don't really remember the names. I just remember they were really gross. That's, I think she fits in well. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect. Shout out to Snooky. Come on the podcast. But um, I could see her fitting in well with there. So, like I said, both of those are significant milestone, milestones. Put some respect on snooker players and, and uh, cricket batsmen. And I saved the best for last. And this is my personal favorite. I'm going to give you a little bit of knowledge, right? Okay. 100 points is the most points scored in one game in NBA history. Allegedly. Oh, allegedly. Everybody knows that, right? But mm-hmm. what you don't know is the story. Well, some people do. Philadelphia Warriors, 169-point victory. Not they won by 169. Yeah, 100, they scored yeah. 169. Points. 169 to 147 over the New York Knicks on March 2nd, 1962. This was at Hershey Sports Arena in Hershey, PA. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, once again, close yeah. to where one of the hosts was born yeah. in Allentown, PA beautiful city of Allentown. Attendance was a whopping 4,124 people. So that could have been a couple of goats, could have been a couple of dogs, but I think mainly they were in people count. Uh, that season, Will averaged 50 points and 26 rebounds per game. Blew me away. Yeah. I, I think I could average that these days against my little nephew's team in a 12-minute <laughs> quarter. He set five records that game. Uh, Chamberlain played all but eight minutes and 33 seconds that entire season as well, too. Only reason he didn't play the eight minutes and 33 seconds was because he got ejected from a game. You know, technicals will do that to you. <laughs> I don't know anything about that, but I'm just saying that will happen. I don't want to ruin any part of this. Uh, I, I guess I'll just wait till you're done. But I listened to a podcast about this Ooh. about this game, and it was – they brought some pretty cool facts about it. So I'll wait till you finish to bring some more. Well, I got a couple more. This is a fun one that I thought was comical. Nick's starting center, Phil Jordan, was out sick. He had the flu, allegedly. Many said he was just hungover. So needless <laughs> to say. Well, that's what they say about Jordan in his flu game. Yeah, which wouldn't be shocking. No. He was in Atlantic City or something probably. No, he was in Utah. Uh, he could have been. You know, he, he's a quick flyer. Just catch that private chat. No, he was in Utah. Well, then he definitely wasn't hungover in Utah. There's no right. Way. Isn't that where the flu game was? Is in, I think it was in Utah, wasn't it? You've got me completely thrown off, but AC was probably where he was. Go ahead, finish with your facts. No, that was all I had for you. What What other facts do you have about that game? Well, I mean, have you ever looked at his his career free throw percentage? Not so good. It's terrible. The Crap. reason he he, he could have scored 100 points on multiple occasions. Yeah, he, he scored he, 90 in high school. Yeah, and um, just looking at the uh, video, it was at it was in Salt Lake City. Um, I just pulled it up real quick on Google. That's what I'm saying. He definitely wasn't drinking in Salt Lake City. But um, he made. I'm pretty sure he made all of his free throws except for, like, one in that game. I don't know if that's true, but I know he made a lot, and I know he is a poor free throw shooter. Awful. And he set the record for most free throws made in a game. Yeah. 
So, pretty impressive. But I, I had to find out what the name of it was. Ronnie showed it to me when we were on the way to Cleveland. And uh, it was a good episode. Yeah. Just like this one's going to be. That'd be fun to do one on. Oh, yeah, like a, like a factoid type thing or something. Yeah, I don't because know how you just throw out really whatever like. you want and hope that it sticks. You Fake only have 4,124 people to dispute it with. Yeah, exactly. There's and no, probably half of those people are dead. Let's be real. That's, I'd, say it, I'd say it's a lot more than half. Well, okay. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> I hope for their sake it's more than half, but to each your own. Yeah. So, like I told you, I had a great idea given to me by one of our avid listeners. Genius. Genius. Mr. Matt O'Brien. Shout me, out to Matt O'Brien. Shout out to Matt O'Brien. Avid uh, listener. He gave me the idea for the 100th episode because he knew it was coming up. Right. And he said, look, man, I think what you should do is you should put out a couple posts and get people to give you their favorite moments and kind of like give you guys a little shout out type thing. And full disclosure, my idea was to have a party with Katina Powell and you shut that down Jesus, quick, pretty come quickly. come on, dude. Well, I mean, uh, I feel like no, the people should know. That's the end of that part. What? So uh, we were on a good roll here, dude. This is episode 100. We're not bringing it down. No, that's, I think that would have been a fun party. So I got some of them written to me and I got some of them in voice memos. BJ got a whopping one. Ooh. So... I'm going to read you guys a couple of them. And then, so basically what we're going to do is we'll play or read some of them and then we'll talk about, you know, what we think about that and all that stuff. And then, um, <laughs> all after, that stuff, huh? And then we'll give our favorite moments. Yeah. Guess and, and all that stuff. And then we'll do some other stuff. So the first one. Wow. Big lead in there. Hey, guys. I mean, what do you want me to do? Well, you brought up Katina Powell and I'm, my mind's everywhere. I'm sorry. I'm blaming, You've got this, inappropriate I'm blaming this on you solely. I mean, just don't hard sell them anymore. Hey, guys, we've got some more content coming up quick. Be sure to listen. <laughs> yeah, so the first one from another avid listener and former Beef Beef guest, John Iacono. Shout out to John. He said, my favorite interviews in order. Number one, Dan McDonald. Number two, Joe B and Denny. Number three, the northern ones. Ooh. He said he could legit have a podcast or be a co-host. And then he said both of the Tony Hicks episodes were dope as well. Good. That's a lot of them. So that's, yeah. that's pretty I mean, John's listening right to there. every episode. He right. texts me about anything that we mess up on, which is always fun. Him and Tony both do. I think it was the last episode. Tony got so mad when we were talking about Kobe. Yeah. Kobe, was, Kobe lived in Italy, not France. And he was born in Philly and then moved you to Italy. Said, and I said France. Mm, and Tony got a little upset. But yeah. you know what? I think it equals out because Tony didn't give me his favorite stuff because Tony sucks. Yeah. Shout out to Tony. Yeah. Don't be sucking, Tony. So another one from my cousin and a person you've known for a long time, Stephen Beal. Shout out to Stephen. Favorite memory when you and BJ started co-hosting. Oh, I should have cut it off right there. Yeah, what are you doing? Come BJ's on. dislike of Asians and your random area code knowledge. Now everybody knows. So everyone knows that BJ is the one that dislikes the Asian culture. If we recall correctly to all of our avid listeners, where did I want to go last week? Anywhere in the world. I don't remember. Shenzhen, China. And another cousin of mine, Mr. Bobby Clark, wrote me today. Shout out to Bobby Clark. And said, Hey, let me get my shout out in, bro. Shout out to Bobby Clark. Honestly, I haven't listened to them all because I'm not much of a Louisville fan. So that's a great start, right? 
Yeah. But then he goes into and says, but of the ones I have listened to, my favorite is the Denny Crum interview where he's talking about recruiting Bill Walton. That was amazing. Yeah. And I have one more to read, and then we can talk about what well, we just heard. Okay. Let me say something first, too. I think that brings up a good topic, though. At one point in time, this podcast was almost entirely focused on U of L, mm-hmm. and we have broadened the horizons of that. We do love to talk about a lot of U of L stuff because yes. I like to throw shade on U of L, and you enjoy, yeah, and you enjoy to speak of the good prominence of their future. But now, rarely is a entire episode anything to do with U of L. So be sure to check out all those other episodes and check out our future content as well, too. We will do some U of L stuff. We will do some North Carolina stuff, but we're just having fun in general. I haven't told you about this yet, but you and I are going to do the ACC preview together. You're going to take one one division, I'm going to take the other, and then we'll just talk about it with each other. Nice. So, yeah, congratulations. I just not told you that. I appreciate that. What a generous guy you are. Well, I mean, we'll have to do that soon. I can't find this other one. I thought maybe you're like kicking me off the podcast or something. No, else. no you're not gonna get away that easy. Oh man, I thought it was like the big shebang for a hundred. It's like, pa you gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I said, I can't make it that easy, dude. Yeah, you do that on the power move. You wouldn't do that that early. I gotcha. Um, Strategy. Yeah, sorry. I have. I've had a few. Here you go. Um, I've had a few questions and I can't find one of them now. Uh oh. John also said that one time someone said Loyola was going to win some games. Mm. I, I don't recall who that was, but I feel like he might have been a Florida Gators fan. Um, I, I'm going to paraphrase what my mom said because I can't find her her uh, one that she said. Give us a brief synopsis. She said that her favorite episode was the episode with Denny Crum getting to go to his house mm. because she remembered how excited I was whenever I was in high school and uh, I got to interview him. And then they actually, I forgot about this until she said it. They put an article about me in the Portland Anchor, which is the newspaper in all of Portland. Yeah. And it had the picture from where I did the interview with him. So That's I forgot really cool. about that. Do you have it still? I don't know. Oh, man. How do you not have that? I don't. I don't know. I just don't. Yeah. That's poor collection skills on your part. You're You've got all these baseball and basketball cards. You can't even – I mean, you were famous, dude. Portland famous. Port, the Portland Anchor. Never heard of it. Well, you just did. Shout out to the Portland Anchor. Probably not yes. still in existence. Favorite, um, Mason Barmore sending in late one. So we'll go ahead and read his on air because he's a turd and just send it to me because I had to call him out. Well, I'd say late entries don't count. So. Sorry, bro. I've been scatterbrained since Vegas. Yeah, that's a real good excuse. Vegas does do that to you. Yeah, it kind of does, yeah. Favorite moment is honestly probably co-hosting that episode because it was just so much fun. Oh, shocker there. Least favorite moment is the fact that I haven't gotten paid yet. Chimney <laughs> Christmas. I mean, I feel like you guys should have arranged that by now. <laughs> <laughs> runner-up least favorite moment is every time bj talks yes <laughs> well my favorite moment i'll give let the cat out of the bag is when i beat mason in all my competitions that's going to be a great day that i'm looking forward to but I'll, I'll give mason a little bit of shine and give him a shout out shout out to mason so shout out to your little, mom as well too yeah Wait, little, i didn't shout her out a little bit to take in there but yeah i mean john i mean john's obviously listened to all of them. 
Well, bro, we're not grading, bro. We don't have to tell no, who's listening to what. No, I'm not grading. I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying to give. Are you rating our top fans right now? I'm not doing Is that. that. What you're doing? You didn't let me finish before you interrupted me again. We're having this problem again. We, I even sent you that article the other day about how that that causes people stress. Didn't read it. Yeah, of course you didn't, because you probably you're interrupting it. What? So. Just going back to some of the, I mean, you listened to a lot of the episodes before I added you on here. All three of Correct. Actually, all of those Am I except in the for, list of your top fans? All except, yeah, you definitely were because you used to text <laughs> me all the time. Yeah. But I don't consider you a fan anymore because you're a part of it. Well, I'm still a pretty big fan. May love myself, but I mean, I think you do a decent job. Yeah. See, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. So I still wouldn't consider you a fan. Okay, yeah. So just the McDonald one, I remember telling you about that one. I was pretty pumped about that one. But That's a big one. I, none of them I've none of them have I been more excited than the Joe B and Danny one. Yeah, so you're giving your favorite. I'm just uh, just out of the ones that John said there. Oh. I remember you remember the when you got me the northern one too though? Yeah. Like I was surprised because I was like this dude is so cool. Like he's just like, "Yeah, just come over yeah. my house." I'm telling you northern is very cool, man. First met Bryant Northern playing in an open gym probably 2004ish maybe a little before then, 2003, and I was the little runt on the sideline watching these guys play and just yeah. being amazed at that the talent level. just post-Louisville. Yeah, that was right, and he was still phenomenal player. I'm yeah. sure he can still – I mean, he's probably decent now. He's still in ridiculous shape, it looks like. Yeah, so. but, but uh, watching him play and then being able to talk to him, and then uh, once I got into high school, we brought a group of guys that would go and play four-on-four four over there, and they play full half. And he'd be in there on occasion. And, man, anytime you needed your ego checked at the door, you'd just guard him one game. And it, <laughs> it was a blast. A lot, lot of good talent out there, but extremely nice Where guy. Where was that at? YMCA, Jeffersonville YMCA. Nice. Yeah, good runs. The, you listened to the first Tony Hicks episode, and then you were a part of the second one. Correct. A lot of people say that that second Tony Hicks episode might have been one of our best interviews. Greatest of all time. The GOAT interview. Man. Just because – of just him being there and like us already knowing him, it made it it made it a lot easier for us to interview him. You know what I'll have to do too. I'll have to give Tony some credit because I think sometimes when we do these interviews, you never know what you're going to get. And yeah. I think it's exactly like you said, Tony knowing us on a personal level and being able to have some fun with us. And these guys are thinking, you know, this is going to be. It is a professional run operation, but we like to have a little bit of fun. So it's not questions that are hard hitting you know there there's going to be those questions but there are a lot of lighthearted questions yeah. so he had some fun with us he joked around he kicked some stuff back and forth with us he joked on us a little bit yeah so yeah and he found out that the liger is real and uh, the liger is definitely real you saw the video that thing is Definitely real. I have to see it in person. Uh, Stevens, uh, I, I actually, look, I'll, as much crap as I give you, yeah. I've told you plenty of times, man, that I, it was a great decision. I'll give myself credit <laughs> to get to adding you to the to the podcast. Yeah, I remember uh, that phone call, and I remember just thinking, you know, what, what was the future going to be for us on everything. I'll we'll be 100% honest with you. I was like, he's not going to say yes. I don't know I why you thought you, that. It was I wanted you to, but yeah. because I know how you are, it's just like anytime I offer you, hey, man, I'm going to get you something to eat. It's like you don't want to get anything from someone. Yeah. But this one, I was like, like you won't be getting anything from me. Like, this is something we both can do. You yeah. know what I mean? 
yeah, I think our skill sets work really well together. I think we have fun doing it. And it's like you said, I think that's the best part about it. Like when I'm doing the research for this, that's the toughest thing to do. But when we sit here and we start recording, I don't even have to look at the notes anymore. And that's what we say. Yeah. Sometimes that's the best episodes are when we're just riffing back and forth and having fun with it. So I, I've been glad to be a part of it for the last some odd episodes. Yeah. And then the other one, uh, my cousin Bobby Clark, which is crazy is uh, my cousin Bobby is, um, he's a chemist. Really? He's a big Clemson fan. He used to live in South Carolina. He now works for um, Arkansas State, I believe is where it's at. Okay. So he lives in Arkansas. So it's cool to well, know that. yeah, that would make sense. I'm, I mean, not necessarily because you could live in Tennessee. Would you say in the state of Arkansas, like Arkansas State? Maybe. <laughs> Uh, but it's to me, it's cool to know that he and his brother have at least listened because I know his brother David has written me on multiple occasions talking about different episodes that I've done. Yeah. And David's the one that I visit when I go down to North Carolina, and then he used to live in South Carolina. So it's pretty cool to know that it's at least traveling down that way. And even if it's family, we got your dad in Atlanta, we got my cousin in North Carolina, and we got my other cousin in Arkansas. A couple of friends in California who listen to it as well, too. So I'm telling you, it's all over the country. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why we don't just stick on local topics, because we, we want to put out a product that everybody can put their own opinion on. Yeah, for sure. So, I guess, you know what, I got some, I got some uh, voice memos as well. Yeah, what do you got? Let, let's, uh, i tell you what, I'll start with, uh, I'll start with Matt Talley. Matt Talley's a, a big listener, so I'm going to play this, and then we'll talk about this one. All right. Hit me. With What's up, everybody? Matt Taylor here. Here to give you my top beefs, beef moments so far. First off, I just want to say, I remember whenever you started this thing off a little over a year ago, man. You was only going 20, 30 minutes trying to just find enough content to make a show out of it. Your Facebook Live episodes, I used to love watching them, interacting with you. Now you're going for two-plus hours providing great content on every level. Future looks good for y'all, man. Keep it rolling. Uh, first off, my number one overall episode would have to be the Denny Crumb interview when you got to go to his house. That must have been pretty cool, bro. I wish I would have been able to do it. Uh, my number two episode would probably be episode 60 when you got to interview Richard Gatewood. That was a crazy story to hear, man. But uh, probably my number three is when BJ came to the show, man, it's just provided a lot more. Y'all get to go on there and debate about everything, whether it's food, shows, sports, who who cares? I mean, y'all just debate back and forth, and it's great content. Y'all keep up the good work, man. Y'all doing good. So first off, I gotta say, how excited did he sound that entire time? <laughs> <laughs> Very enthusiastic. No, he he gave me uh, pre warning. He was like, "Hey man, I kind of recorded this at work, so you're gonna hear a little bit of background noise." Yeah, well, that's how I mean, that's how a person talks. Like, you yeah. can't judge a person how they talk. Bro. I've known Matt for forever. I, of course, I'm gonna give yeah. him crap. Well, you can do that. He did sound a little bit disappointed that he didn't get to go meet Denny Crum. I will say that. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say jealousy. I almost thought jealousy at first, but no, it was just like he kind of realized, no, it wasn't happening. So, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, just a pre-warning. I have one of these that's 11 and a half minutes long. Yeah. I've told BJ about this, and I, I think BJ will agree once we listen to it. I listen to – I've listened to all of mine. The only one I haven't heard is the one from BJ. So I've listened to these, and I was like, man, we need to have these around like a minute and a half or two minutes, or at least that's what we need to try to do. And then I listened to my buddies, and I couldn't cut it. So This is a podcast for the people, bro. Yeah. You got to so, give the people uh, yeah. what they want. Absolutely. So um, what do you want to do? You want to play yours, or you want me to play another one of mine? Let me go with mine. We'll go with mine All next. Right. So this, this is exciting for me because I haven't heard this one yet. This is true. Wait, hey, guys, wait. congratulations on hitting the century yeah. milestone. Yeah, stop. Real what do you we want? Gotta, we got to tell the people who it is. I don't know who it is, man. You do There's know who it is. There's a random listener you who's a very who popular listener. So start it back over and tell us who it is. All right. Because so, we got to give him a shout-out. That was your big thing yeah, was well, the people are going to get a shout-out on the podcast. Right. I mean, I, I didn't know we had to do it beforehand. I thought maybe we could listen to it and then give it a little bit of backstory, but I, I'm fine with doing it either way. Uh, this is Mr. Rick Cadle from Atlanta, Georgia, um, Wywa Baptist Church. Big, avid listener. He is. Good friend of the family, I would say. <laughs> That's a good way to say it. Some would say without him I wouldn't be here. You know what I'm saying? I think and everyone would say that. In this case, the shoe fits, so I'm going to wear it. Fair enough. Yeah. Now, sorry for pulling a BJ there and interrupting you, but start it back over. Let's hear this. Very disrespectful. I apologize to Mr. Cato for that one. <laughs> hey, guys, congratulations on hitting the century milestone in podcasts. Uh, you asked about favorite parts of the show or uh, favorite uh, events. Honestly, I enjoyed enjoyed the polls that you took. And, uh, man, we almost got Captain Crunch over the top, as pitiful of a cereal as it is. It almost won the competition, much to the chagrin of all the other fans of all the other cereals. Uh, we did see it fail miserably with the toilet paper roll going under rather than over that that never had a chance but uh enjoy all of that enjoy all of the uh, conversations and the interviews honestly i think most people agree with me the very best segment of the show i forget which one of you do this but is the very beginning and it's brilliant to associate a number with all the great statistics and great things the number of the podcast that, that is associated with it. So, man, whoever thought of that is a genius. Keep up the good work, and I uh, hope you do 100 more. God bless. So I'm guessing he gave you the idea to start doing that. No, I, I you know, I, all bets aside, there was like a $300 payment involved with that. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty costly to get that shout out. Yeah, but... Oh, my goodness. I knew it was going there because I could see your face. He, yeah. You guys couldn't see BJ, but BJ also turned around mid midway when he started talking about Captain Crunch. Yeah. Because I was like, no way. you got to be kidding me, dude. I loved it. He said throwing shade, coming out hot. I mean, hopefully some people see where I get a little bit of the personality from. Yes. So – but I appreciate him. Uh, he specifically wanted – he texted me yesterday. He said, hey, can I call you? Um, don't answer. I'm going to leave you a voicemail. So he did one, right? And he goes, no, that one wasn't the one. I got to redo it. And I listened <laughs> to the first one. The first one was very similar to this one. And he said, maybe I'll do a better job on this one. And so I guess he liked the second one better. So we went with the second one. But I appreciate I appreciate everything he's done for us. And uh, I'm glad he enjoys it too. Me too. It is, it is fun to actually have – 
even if it is family, like I said, it yeah. is fun to have fans. I'm surprised he didn't mention the time I accidentally got a little uh, animated and asked him to kick rocks, which I'm yeah. still not positive what that means. But I, I figured <laughs> that was coming. It's not a good thing. I'll go ahead and tell you that. Yeah, he, he didn't feel as if it was very respectful, I think. So, odd to be grounded in your 30s, but I guess, you know, it happens. Happens to the best of us. So, so I'll read another one another, from uh, another former guest. Shout out to former guest. Mr. Treshawn Durham. Shout out to Treshawn. He said his favorite episodes are Larry O'Bannon and Gatewoods. Richard Gatewood, that's coming back again. Yeah. Did he play against him? He, co- he coached he played with for them. him, and then he coached with him at Moore with me. He played for him? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, I brought that up in the episode that he was on. Thanks for listening. Well, I would say typically when you're speaking, you know, I'm trying to go over my notes. That was the part when we were making fun of me because he beat me by 50 on my senior night. Treshawn did, and Richard was coaching, was an assistant coach on that team. Mm, assistant coach. Yeah. I'm following you. But he also said, uh, he said, Larry O'Bannon and Gatewood are my favorite episodes thus far, and of course mine. <laughs> yeah. Hey, his power, was pretty good, power too. Power move. Power move, for sure. Absolutely. And then, just to get, just to be done with the written ones. Uh, oh, I got a beef with that, too, by the way. Bringing in, what did he say it was? Mount Fuji? Mount Fuji, yeah. Oh, man. Dude, that thing smelled so good. <laughs> we were just sitting there in a room well, full I mean, of... it didn't bother me because I don't, I don't like... Yeah, you don't... That's where it started, isn't it? You don't partake because I said in the I delicacies. Because I don't like oriental food. That was where it started, isn't it? Well, I don't know if that's where it started, but I think that's where the snowball occurred, yeah. So, this last one is another uh, avid listener as well as guest, Mr. Daniel D. Grimes. Shout out to D., Capital D. He said, I'm going to go in a little bit different order because I want to save his last, uh, his first part that he said for last. Well, you didn't have to tell he us He said, that. I think the one with Richard has to be my favorite just from the pure shock and awe of what happened. Right. And he said, uh, and how about the episode after Brom stayed at Purdue, which was a shot at me. <laughs> yeah. um, he said he loved the cereal bracket. Yeah. And then last but certainly, certainly not least, the birth of the power move. Hey, speaking about that, we've had some great pulls and some brackets. Yeah. We need to get some more cooking. So if anybody yeah. has any ideas that they want to see, let us know. But we should probably do that in the next week or so. I agree. Yeah. I agree totally. I think we could. I mean, we had a couple on the on our minds that we thought we could do. Yeah, on the docket, as you like to call it. That's, I mean, that's the correct way to say it. Well. You know, I fish off dockets. I don't you know about you. You fish off of a dock. Yeah, a or dock off of a bank. Yeah. Right, Sometime so when I get really, when I jump really high, I dock it off the backboard. I guess. Yeah. I guess that's what you could say. Well. All right, so you want to go to another voice memo? Let's do it. All right, I got three more, so. Did you respond to those enough, or did you want to go more? I mean, it's up to you. You want to you talk I think more I did a great job responding I, to it. I mean, it. I first, know. actually, no. Yeah. We got to give D more credit for the power move because that was a big part of this episode now. Yeah. Hey, this give me a little bit of credit too, nah, man. No, it was dead. It was 100% D. No, he's the one who brought up the initial thing, and I'm the one who said power move. Like, if there was somebody who was like patenting it, I would have to be the patentee. No. Tur. D was pretty much like Tracy McGrady in that All Star game where he threw it off the backboard to himself and dunked it himself wow so i you have zero credit coming for this one i think it was like the time that 
LeBron James through the full court alley oop to me, Dwayne Wade. Oh, where you kind of mix that up because Dwayne Wade was the one through the pass. Well, yeah. yeah, I'm not a big LeBron James fan. What he's <laughs> I not was at Cleveland. the game that it happened. Yeah, yeah. So, but yes, the answer is yes. To what? To me creating the power move. You didn't create the power well, move. D did. Hashtag power move. It's yeah. a movement. I created it with the help of Mr. D Grimes. All right. So the next one um, is a good one. Not to say that all these aren't good, but I just that remember. Very disrespectful. I remember laughing at this one because of what they say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one part of this. Uh, this one is from uh, the brother of Mr. Matt O'Brien. My. I don't know his name. Would you tell us his name? My friend Chris. Shout out to Chris O'Brien. So, without further ado, here we go. Beef bra, my dude. What's up? It's Chris O'Brien. How you doing? Uh, just want to say congrats to you and BJ. BJ, we've never officially met, but I'm sure we'd be good acquaintances if uh, you were willing to admit that the N64 is vastly superior to the PS1. I'm sure we'll have time to talk about that one day. Uh, but no, wanted to say congrats to the both of you guys. Uh, congrats on the pod hitting triple digits. It's awesome. I know y'all, uh, Brandon, been talking about this for years, so it's awesome to see how far it's come, and can't wait to see where it goes. Um, my favorite moment so far has probably been the interviews with uh, Mr. March, uh, Denny Crumb. That's uh, you told me, but you texted me about that one, and I was geeked for you. I couldn't believe that you landed that one, and then for uh, you'd have landed it twice with Joe B. Hall. That was awesome. So yeah, those are great. Loved the um, uh, Larry O'Bannon one. That was great. Good stuff. Um, yeah, man. Hopefully you land the big one, the one you've uh, always been talking about. If you can make that one happen, uh, I'm pretty sure you can get anybody on there. But all right, man. Congrats to you guys. Can't wait to keep listening. So now you see why I thought that one was good because he threw it. the shot at you there at the beginning. No, that was no shot. That was we're kindred spirits. Besides the PlayStation One being the best game system in the world, that's it's not close. Well, you can say what you would like to say, and believe what you would like to believe, but the stats speak for themselves. Yeah, and your stats are nowhere near oh, up they, to the top. Hey, man. Yours are on, like, mid-floor. Mine are, like, penthouse. No, I, see, we've had this debate before. Yeah. If you said the PS2, you were wrong if then, you said you'll the be PS2, wrong again. I would say, okay, yeah, I can kind of see that. No, we were talking fifth generation, which way. you didn't even know. So, I'll tell you what. Let's take some questions. Let's do it. We got a couple Shout out to Chris, by the way. Shout appreciate out to Chris. That. Yeah. Appreciate that. I've noticed a common denominator here of old Mr. Crumb being a lot of personal it's favorites. I mean – that guy doesn't matter what team you cheer for. It's just a guy that's hard to di- – it's, it's, it's tough to dislike Denny Crump. Right. It doesn't matter who you cheer for. The guy's a genuine guy. And, I mean, the fact that he let me come into his house and then he let questionable me – Questionable move, and Mr. Crump. Yeah, it, very questionable. Suspect. I can't say I disagree with you on that one. Well, I'll just wait until you get your mullet, and then we'll see how many people are letting you into their yeah. home. <laughs> so, uh, was that T-minus uh, nine days? Or eight days. You have a date set in stone? Yeah, remember, we're going we're going out to the house the day before Theo Vaughn. Hmm. You don't remember that No, day? I didn't remember that. I think I'm, I'm out of town. 
Wow. Glad we made this date hey. a long time ago. Well, I kind of got to move people. Whatever. So we got a couple questions. We actually got them during the episode last week, but they wrote them to us right in the middle of the episode, so I couldn't really do anything. So thanks, Stephen. I'll go ahead and read your question today. If you would have sent it to the host of the year, we would have got it on there. But since well, you no, said he that, got it right in the middle, and you know, I got I'm the one that you know that carries all this on my back. <laughs> I'm the one that records the entire thing, make sure that it's all sounds okay right so once again if he would have sent it to the host of the year we could have made it work but he I did mean, send it to the host of the year no. i'm dude, i'm up for a grammy i don't even know if that's what podcast people get Ooh. no there is a podcast award show yeah we're gonna be on it yeah me and joe rogan yeah all right so steven asked steven beale shout out steven again which celebrity would you switch lives with if you could choose only one and our rule was we're going non-sports because that's all we talk about all the time. Which is funny because I had already gone there. Like, obviously, yeah. depending on what you call a celebrity, I don't look at as our sports idols as celebrities. Okay. Which is weird, too, because I guess celebrities aren't really celebrities. Yeah. But to you each You want to go first or you want me to answer first? I'll go first. All right. Because I think you know where I'm going. No, I don't. That's why I was asking if you wanted to go first because you knew yours right off top. Yeah, it didn't even take me two seconds. It was like millisecond. And I'm going with my main man, Marky Wahlberg. I didn't I didn't expect you to go with that one. Oh, man. Classic personality. Done a little bit of it all. Financially savvy. But first and foremost, played in the greatest Disney movie of all time. Come on, dude. Vince Papali in Invincible. Classic. You done telling lies? Can I tell mine though? I didn't tell any lies. I speak the truth, hundred percent. So if I could, if there was any celebrity I could switch lives with, who? Hey, what'd you think of my pick though? I, Mark pretty Wahlberg's good, though. cool until you said the stuff about Invincible. You gotta admit that's a pretty good pick. Uh, my pick would be Dave Chappelle. Oh, that's kind of an odd one to me. It is, but I always have enjoyed making people laugh. If I can make people laugh on the level that he has. Right. And not only do that, he's also made decisions that people are like, why would you make that decision? But he made it because he wanted to make that Personal. decision. Yeah. And for and some, it worked out pretty well for him. Yeah. I mean, he signed that $70 million Netflix deal where he did three stand-ups or two or three stand-ups. So I think he's okay. Well, um, it sounds like it. And that's, it, that's the thing. Like, he's financially set. He does what he wants. And he makes people laugh. He lives in the middle of Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> like around a bunch of uh, Amish people. Yeah, shout out to the Amish. Yeah, so delicious would, food, great would roofs, be, uh, good woodworking skills. Yeah. Probably top ten. Not good with deodorant though. They make their own. Yeah, and it doesn't work. Mm, I haven't done much research on it. The soap's yeah. pretty good. Like, it doesn't smell like they use it. Well, I mean, okay. That I'm was just, very I'm, disrespectful. I'm, you know, sometimes maybe you it's because they're hardworking, bro. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, that wood's not gonna. But maybe you need to work a little harder on churning under your arms instead of churning that butter. Mm. The women or the men? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, I'll pass the message along. So we got another question. Yeah. This is from Stephen's wife. Yeah. It's always great to have female listeners to a sports podcast. Correct. I'm, I, it's good. It means we're doing something right. Mainly me, but I mean, once again, splitting hairs. I mean, I'm just saying, whose who's face is the logo? Yeah. We were going to okay, change Okay, that. yeah. So, 
she says, if you were about to get in a fight with someone, what song would be playing in the background? Good question. Mine, I, mine, I got right off top. Yeah. So I guess I can go first. Well, let me ask one. you a couple of questions on this one before right. you give your answer. Then, so when we were talking about it before. Is this a song that's like hyping you up for the fight? Yes. Is this a song that you heard and then a fight ensued? No. Is this mainly just the first one? Huh? Yeah, just the first one. Okay. This is one that I'm just like hoping just like a car rides by yeah. and they get stuck at a stoplight and we're about to fight and it's on in their car. You're eating Spinelli's, some dude gets run over on his bike <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden you hear this, it's on and popping. Yeah. And okay. I think you'd be right there with me when I say this. Okay. Never Scared by Bone Crusher. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, tell me you just don't want to punch someone's skull whenever you hear that song. Well, I, I'm a lover, not a fighter, Go personally. to my heavy Chevy and pop the trunk. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what he says. I, your heavy Chevys are heavy. And so is he. So, yeah. I'm going Bone Crusher, Never Scared. Game over. Shout out to Bone Crusher. Yeah. So mine, I went a little bit different because mine's kind of like yours, but mine's also like, you know, get you in the mood type deal. What kind of mood are we talking here? Well. This was a fight. Yeah, that's why I'm referencing. But so that's why I'm saying like you got to get in the correct mind space. So, I, I, you know, as me, typically, I've got a couple of backups. You know, you've got the eye of the tiger. Have to put that in there. No. Classic. I know the song. It's not going to get me pumped up. The thing is going to get my face pulverized. Why? Because didn't you play that in the first one when you got beat? Well, they're all important. Listen, that set up the first, the second one, which you're set not, up the third. You're not getting a whole soundtrack, BJ. It's just what Great song do you want to be playing in the background? Okay, well, then number two, we're going Enter Sandman by Metallica. I'm not even a big Metallica fan. but I hate, I hate Metallica. I don't care yeah, who but that song kind of. I hate Metallica. Yeah, but that song's kind of decent. No, it's not. And here, let me give some you, Lincoln me, Park's pretty let good. Let me give you something here, man. What do you want to give me? Million so, dollars? No, it's very generous of you. So they play that during uh, Louisville. They used to play during Louisville games. Yeah, and our All fans love football games. Mm. Our fans loved it. I hate it. That was I, when you guys I were winning. They were playing it. that, huh? I didn't care if we were winning by a hundred. Don't play that song. Yeah, it's very disrespectful. Don't play of that. You. that song. Sucks. Metallica sucks. Oh my goodness! You didn't just say that. Yes, that song is terrible. I'd like Metallica to come on the podcast and defend well, themselves. Come on, it, but uh, hopefully they know we put our podcast on Napster, so they probably won't come on here. It'd be cool if. Uh, hey, take it easy, man. No, I don't like Metallica. It'd be cool if I knew their names so I could give them shout outs, but you know I'm not going to do that. And one of them like name like Lars or something. Ooh, that's a power move. In itself, you know what I'm saying? If your mother names you Lars, she's not a big she's fan. She's probably not from America, so that's not really a power mm. move. It's just a common name in a different country. German? I don't know. That sounds like it could be German. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. What's your third one? Paradise City, Guns and Roses. You know, take them down to the Paradise City where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. I mean. How, I'm not nitpicking this one, but how is that going to get you ready for a fight? Because who doesn't love green grass and pretty girls? I don't know what that means. But I just, when you hear that song, it does something that to you. It doesn't make me want to fight. It makes me want to, it makes me want to do other things. Headbang? Rock and roll? No, it, makes me just, it would make me want to party, if anything. It doesn't mm. make me want to fight. Yeah, I get the air guitar going. You know what I'm saying? You get the full circle air guitar going. Good song, though. Got to give some respect to that song. Listen, I, didn't, I didn't disrespect the song. Yeah. That's the only one that I didn't disrespect. 
Okay. I'm just saying I didn't really get how that would help you for a fight. Well, I'll move to my final two then. You have five of them? Well, I had – you told me I couldn't do a whole album, so five is like an EP. How many did you have written down, five? Well, I wanted 12, but you only allowed me to do a couple. So. <laughs> You're supposed to only do one. Yeah. Well, I can't choose, man. I like a lot of different things on different occasions, and it depends who I'm fighting. If I'm fighting like Andre the Giant, you know, okay, we'll get into it anyways. Um, this is one I think you can agree with. And I forgot the name of the song, but I think it's John by Rick Ross and, and Lil Wayne. Wayne. Yeah. yeah. Good song. Mm-hmm. Always been hyped up version of it. And my ultimate number one fight song. Let's hear it. Final Countdown by Europe. I know the song. You want me to tell you a cool story about that? I don't, but I'm sure you're going to tell me anyway. Okay. Well, you used to run a couple miles a day, right? Somewhere in the ballpark of three. And when I would get to the last basically four-ish minutes, I would play that song, and that song would power me through. So if I were in a fight and I were getting to beat, and, you know, I I would be shocked if that were to happen because I'm using the jab. I'm pumping that jab out there. You seem like a guy would throw sand. Yeah, pocket sand. Yeah, pocket sand. Yeah. Yeah. That's a power move. But if for some reason I were getting beat listening to one of the other songs, I would ask the DJ. I would call timeout, you know, because you get one of those per fight. I don't know if you've ever been in a fight, but you get one timeout per fight. And then I would ask the DJ to change it to the final countdown, which I would listen to the intro for about 15 seconds before timing back in. And that would help me push through. So that's all you got there? That's all. That's wow. your whole uh, fight album? Yeah. I went one because that's what the question asked for. I know. And I knew that they wanted more. And so I had to give them to them. You're lucky I couldn't remember the other song that I was mentioning because it was a classic and it was going to be a hit that I would have sang. But I'm, glad. I'm glad you did. Celine Dion. All right. Let's go back to another uh, voice memo. Yeah. What you got? We got Mr. Matt O'Brien, mm. the founder of this idea for this episode. Shout out to the founding father of yeah. episode 100. I, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but... I would. Uh, without further ado, Mr. Matt O'Brien. He probably likes PlayStation 1. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hope you guys are doing well today. Congrats on the 100th episode. Huge accomplishment. Proud of you guys. Super stoked. But, uh, gotta be honest, man. Bit of a hot take this, uh, this Tuesday afternoon. Gotta let you know that, uh... Hate to do it, but uh, sorry, BJ. Mason Barmore, episode 94. Got to do it. Uh, it was a super engaging episode, and uh, that's that's to take nothing away from BJ. He's a great co-host, but uh, Mason's one of my close friends, man, and uh, it was really cool to see him in a like on a platform like that really get a spotlight moment because... Uh, it's it's cool. It's cool to see your friends get, you know, accomplishments like that. And I remember when Brandon first told me he was going to start this thing, I could see it in his eyes how sincere he was about it. And uh, I, th- I thought it was cool, man. You bring your friends along with you when you uh, when you succeed. Obviously, you've done that with BJ. And uh, 
on the instance with Mason too. I thought that's I thought that was really cool, man. And uh, it's always nice to it's always nice to see somebody you know step in and help their friends out. Obviously, there's there's other friends you've had on the podcast. I'm drawing uh, blank right now on names, but uh, super cool, man. I'm proud of you, buddy, and I love you. So my, I think my favorite part of the entire part of that entire recording was yeah. was like him uh, crunching the garbage in the background. Yeah, I don't know if you guys. I thought he was that. carrying the groceries in. Maybe it sounded like he was like, uh, you know, I'm I'm an avid McDonald's guy. It sounded like he was crumbling up a McDonald's bag. Well, let me just tell you something. When you throw that in the garbage can, you need to crunch it up because yeah. if you throw that in there, you get like three in the bag, and then you're pulling a whole trash bag yeah. out for nothing. But what was your thoughts on on the part? <laughs> <laughs> on the part that that's the other part is this yeah there's a lot of people throwing shade towards you in these oh man i'm used to it i love it you know you, you got to hate the best and so this is the story of my life it's very interesting to me because you know what he never did he never said what mason was or anything he just gave all this big lead up about hot take and then the hot take was he never said that mason was his favorite episode yeah he did no i mean we can listen to it again he just says gotta go with 94 so that's what I'm saying. Because the question was... 94 was could have been his least favorite episode. What was your favorite episode? He said to have Mason on there, because Mason's a good friend of mine. Right. And he said... Well, his, I think he said. That's what I he's... don't think Mason likes you anymore. You haven't no, paid him, No, I was bro. saying it as what he said on there. Ah, yeah. We he's... haven't paid him. He probably doesn't like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm liking these. I think it's fun to listen to. Yeah. It kind of pumps us up a little bit. For sure. I mean, I think I might need that fight song. Yeah. Yeah, get the final <laughs> countdown going. Shout so, out to Matt. Appreciate him calling as well, too. Yes. So, we got a couple more questions. And all three of these – we got a few more questions. I'm sorry. Yes. All three of these are from Treshawn. Shout out to Treshawn. I can't give any more shout outs, man. I'm at my you shout out limit. It. I didn't I tell know. you to do it. You told me to, but I'm at my Never shout out limit. That. I'm going to start charging. So, my first one. Um, what are your thoughts on 42-year-old Vince Carter signing a deal before Mello? My thoughts are, did you have to age drop in there, bro? I didn't. That was the question. Yeah, I was asking that question to Treshawn subliminally. <laughs> did you have to throw the 42 shade on him? I think that's what he's kind of bringing up. You know what I mean? It's like, right. how did a guy that's 42 years old get signed before Mello did? Well, if you want to get down to the core of it, I Which think I it's think because, is what he wants you to do. I think it's a North Carolina Tar Heel thing. Come on, dude. Yeah. Season like if, fine wine. So you know how much I defended Mello and you know how much I love Mello. I know you're gonna say you love Mello as well. I'm not gonna disagree with you on that. Yeah. Especially the five point five. Mello five point five, one of the greatest basketball shoes all time. Okay. So I think with this Vince Carter signing, yep. Atlanta wanted him because they knew they had a young core. And they wanted a, a veteran that they knew was going to be there maybe one more year that could help their young players for one year. Professionalism. Yes. Nothing against Carmelo. I think Carmelo – I said it last week. I think Carmelo could still contribute to a team. But that, in my opinion, is why Vince Carter got a contract before Carmelo did. I agree with some of those points and disagree on others. I think the Carmelo contributing aspect is interesting one to me because I think he can score. I don't think he can defend anybody. And I heard the Steven Jackson thing, some of your favorite players are not defending. Yes, that is true. But a lot of them are at least attempting to defend 
And hey, he's attempting to defend. He got on Stephen A. Smith show and defended himself. Yeah. So he's attempting to defend. Yeah, that's the only thing. I, Mello's a great player. Mello doesn't have a spot in the NBA anymore, in my opinion. So Mello has ran his course. Go to CBA, Mello. Go to the big three. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's should have played in the TBT at least. Who's he going to play with, that Syracuse team? Yeah, Bayhams Army. Yeah. They'd had a good chance to win. They would have won it if he played. If him and Brandon Trish. Did Brandon Trish not play? No. Why didn't he get hurt? Uh, he was nursing an injury, yeah. Wait, the, the championship was – it's over now, right? Yeah. Who won it? Shout out to Carmen's crew. Carmen's crew? Like Carmen San Diego? Yeah. Alumni of the Ohio State Buckeyes. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Who did they but beat? The cool thing was it came down to two alumni schools, Golden Eagles of Marquette versus Carmen's crew. Carmen's crew beat uh, overseas elite. I still have all the games recorded, not all of them, but the last four games recorded that I've got to watch. So, yeah, I saw um, Carmen's crew was down to overseas elite late and ended up coming back and scoring that victory. That was the one that was probably the most impressive in the tournament to me. Nice. Who is their best player on that Marchetti? Man, they had a good nucleus. Um, I would say Dwight Bikes was my favorite by far. Great player. Dude, watching him, he probably one of my favorite players to watch in the TBT. But was Dominic James on there? No. Dominic James? That's my guy. When we wanted to play From at, Texas? No, that's, that's not that. – I've got his name mixed up as well. Dominic <laughs> James was the point guard – it's Damian James. That's Ackers. A Texas. Huh? I think it's Mo. Mo Ackers, yeah. Mo Acker. Acker. What about Jarrell McNeil? McNeil was hurt, but I don't think he ever ended up playing. Oh, Diener played in it. Yeah, but the actually, I don't – I saw him on one game, but mm -hmm. I think he was on a different team. Uh, Odom Johnson or Johnson Odom. Johnson Odom. He was playing Darius on a different Odom. team, which the funniest thing about that was he was formerly on this team, and then now he was playing on Boogie Cousins' team, which their name was Loyalty is Love, or Love <laughs> is Loyalty. <laughs> uh, Dominic James, though, went to Richmond High School, which is where we played when we were at when I was at Moore. Rich what? Yeah. Richmond. Richmond. And they had a bunch of stuff in like a, a – uh, Trophy case? Trophy case with his stuff in there. So I thought that was pretty cool. Pretty good player. Yeah, he was he was solid. Yeah. Great tournament, though. A lot of fun to watch. High-level basketball. I still say Francis Fraschilla needs a promotion. Best I mean, if he don't have one, he's going to get one of people listening to this. Jeez. Yeah, Fran. Man, you love that guy. Come on the podcast, Fran. I would not be upset if he did that. I'd go vacation with him. Go watch all these overseas foreign players. Let them drop a little bit of knowledge on me. Yeah. Um, another question from Treshawn. He had three of them, so I'll go ahead and, we'll go ahead and do all three of them. Who do you see getting cut from Team USA roster? So I'll do a quick read of the roster, just real, just read down the list that I had. Yeah. Bam Adebayo, Harrison Barnes, Jalen Brown, Kyle Kuzma, Brooke Lopez, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, Donovan Mitchell, Mason Plumley, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, P.J. Tucker, Miles Turner, Kimball Walker, Thad Young. And this is an interesting topic because – we just had Rudy Gobert, which, once again, he was referencing the Olympics more mm -hmm. than the World Cup. Or, um, but 
he specifically said it's more important to him or it's as important to him to win an Olympic gold medal than it is to win an NBA championship. And we as the perennial favorites put a roster like this into a tournament and become not so much the perennial favorites. <laughs> I think we're still probably the favorites, so that's what's crazy. Yeah. 25 people don't show up and don't want to play, and we're still the favorites. So we said that we had the same three. Yeah, which is an interesting philosophy. My first one I'm cutting, I'm cutting Thad Young. Like Thad Young, former Sixer, solid player, veteran, little older, don't know how he fits into a Olympic style of game. My first one I'm cutting is Bam Adebayo. Which is normally a good answer, but obviously you haven't seen the tapes coming out of him in the one-on-one workouts. It's a team game, brother. Knocking down corner threes like it's nothing. Posting team, up team everybody game. in there. And then who's our, who's our third one that we cut? Third one's going to be old Mr. Plumley, yeah. Former Indiana boy. Not Indiana Hoosier. Yeah. From Indiana. State of yeah. Indiana. So – the three that we cut, Bam Adebayo, Mason Plumley, and Thad Young. Which worries me because then our only bigs are Brooke Lopez and Miles Turner. So if one of them get hurt, you know, we've got limited production coming out of the center position. But hopefully they can stay healthy. Hopefully we play a running gun style yeah. of offense. We've got 1,227,000 uh, stretch power forward wings, Tatum, Kuzma, Middleton, Barnes, all those guys in that category. So, yeah, no no true point guard. I told you. You got Lowry. You got Donovan Mitchell. But uh, – Kimba. Don't forget about Kimba, too. Yeah, true point yeah, guard. Yeah, I'm just saying that as of right. the point guards, yeah. Right. So, it'll be fun to watch. I hope they do well. When uh, does this start? I think the 15th. Oh, can't uh, wait. Yeah. Can't wait. I've and got the recording set up. His third question – what are what is our thoughts on Max Kellerman saying Kobe Bryant was on? Because I'm sorry, they had the All Decade teams come out recently. Right. Kobe Bryant made the third team All Decade, which much of the chagrin of a Second lot of people, team. he made third team. Third. He made third team All Decade. And the decade was 09 the, to 19. No, it was 10 to 19. 10 to. It said starting in 10. I thought it was 2009. It might have been nine. It might have been nine years. Might have been nine ten, I guess, to nineteen twenty. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but it said he he was he was third team all decade, and it said Max Kellerman said in his opinion he was the all decade worst team. Is what team he would be on? Yeah, but did you watch the the actual segment where that was airing when he said mm-hmm. that? Yeah. So they kind of baited him into saying that because they were referencing, well, if you don't have him on third team, what do you have him on? Well. Of course, he doesn't have him on third team, so it's going to be on. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Yeah, he's Out, wrong. Outside of the all-decade worst team, I agreed with everything that he said. Right. If you're going pre this, we Kobe's can't on his injuries, though. Yeah. That's what was kind of but tough. I'm, so you, that's the thing. Just because he's Kobe Bryant, you're not going to put him on the first team just because he had injuries. Right. In this time frame, he wasn't one of the top players in the NBA. I didn't put him on the first team personally, but I, I definitely think he deserved third team at least. That's what he was on. Right. But I'm saying I, there was people that were mad that he was on third team. Right. I think where he was was where he deserved to be. Mm. 
I thought you were talking and about what Max was saying. No, I don't agree what? with that at all. That's that's, a, that's an asinine statement to yeah, say but, that he was no, on all decade. Did you hear the other stuff he said? He brought some valid points up. He, yeah, I'm talking about like came. his shooting. His shooting percentage has always been something that I've always brought up. Shooting percentage has never been good in his career. Well, it's good. It's just not elite. It's not very good. He's a high volume shot maker and taker. Yeah, I mean. We can go back and listen to the Brian Northern episode where we debated about all that. Yeah. But, like, I've never uh, – that's something that's always been a thing with Kobe with me. So he took a lot of shots. Right. And he didn't make – he didn't make a lot of them. I mean, look at his last game that he played in. Yeah, he scored 60, but he took, like, 40-something shots to do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, that's cool that you did, did they that. win? Who cares? I care. I don't care. All I want to do is win. But – that was absolutely ridiculous to say he was on the all-decade worst team. I can't stand Kobe. That's not that's not a shocker to anyone. Maybe it is. I don't know. I've never liked Kobe. Yeah. But to say he's an all-decade worst team, that's a ridiculous statement. Right. That's what I'm saying. He got set up for that. He didn't – I don't think he truly, genuinely means that. Who knows? He might. He might. I mean, it, based on the argument he had, he clearly said it and stood by it. But, Max – yeah, come on. come on, man. Let's be real. Where are we going to have to start showing his old rap video? Maybe. Because that might knock some sense into him. <laughs> Max Kellerman. All right, so I got uh, – He's taking too many punches. I got one more uh, voice memo. It's the long one. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah. No, it's a good one, though. It's a good one. Yeah, uh, my dun-dun-dun was yeah. in admiration of a lengthy voice memo. <laughs> so uh, this one is from another avid listener who comments on a lot of our stuff, Eric Deacon. Shout uh, out to Eric. Yeah, I think you guys will get a kick out of some of this and hear some stories about how we met and the friendships that, the friendship that we've had. So here you go. Hey, fellas, what's going on? This is Eric Deacon, and I have been a beef beef listener man as far back as I can remember. So I kind of felt obligated to uh, drop a little voice memo here to kind of fill you guys in on some thoughts I was having about the show. Uh, let, let me, I guess it's best to give a little backstory. Um, I guess the whole reason I even started listening to the, the podcast was Brandon, you know, he was a buddy of mine. We had worked together at a... Um, medical supply company, we'll call it, uh, shall rename nameless. Uh, I really don't think it deserves the free publicity. Um, <laughs> but we drove around a lot and we had a lot of opportunities to listen to the radio. And I think if you've gotten either one of our work bands, you were going to find that our, our radios was going to be on one of the sports talk stations. Um, it was really the first time that I had worked with a guy that was also so passionate about sports. Um, it was kind of neat just to have somebody to, to bounce things off of. And, you know, I had told him that, you know, I, I, I knew what I was talking about when I come to ball. I, I played with some good ball players, um, played with and against some of the former Louisville Cardinals and former former Kentucky Wildcats, and 
Yeah, I used to always give him grief that, you know, anytime he wanted to go see a court and, and I'd 24 to nothing. He wasn't scoring on me. It wasn't going to happen. And uh, it just kind of kind of went on from there. Um, you know, we kind of kind of went our separate ways. Um, he had he had found another job, and it wasn't long after that that I had left the company as well. And um, we kind of reconnected in a in a kind of a weird way, I guess. It was <laughs> in Indianapolis, of all places. Um, I had no idea that he was there, um, but I was at the Louisville Purdue game, and uh, sometime in the third quarter, I, I was like, "Man, I got to go to the bathroom." So I I go and and handle my business, and as I'm coming out of the bathroom, somebody taps me on my shoulder, and he's like, "Hey, man, I, I really like that polo shirt you got on," and I turned around and. I, <laughs> It was Brandon, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, man, I ain't talked to you in months, and here we are in Indianapolis, and you're complimenting on my shirt. So we kind of just reconnected at that point, and he was telling me that, you know, he had started a podcast, and I was like, oh, what? Like, really? So he gave me the information, I told him I'd check it out, and... So I'd kind of gone back and I'd listened and I was like, man, you know, like there it is, you know, that, that passion about sports and, and wanting to talk about it, even if it was, you know, him just sitting there talking to himself at times, it was, you know, something cool for me to listen to. Um, you know, going back to the beginning, you know, it was... I'm not gonna say it was rough, but it was rough at times. I mean, you know, when when you're sitting in there by yourself, you know, it gets a gets a little tough at times. You don't have anybody to bounce ideas off of, and so we would bring the guest in. You know, it was cool. I, I really enjoyed those shows. Um, I will say, episode seven, that was one that I think kind of started the change. Um, that was the first episode where he dropped the intro music. Prior to that, it was, you know, <laughs> it would start up and there he was. I mean, just fired right away. And, you know, it was it was just something about hearing that intro music. It was just like, okay, you know, it's, it's one of them that you know what it's about. And you know what it's for and you know what's about to happen after. So... I think that was kind of a big moment that kind of, you know, changed it for me and kind of, you know, reeled me in even more. Listening to, to most, I'm not going to say I've listened to every single episode, but I, I will say that I have listened to, I've spent many hours listening, <laughs> many. And I will say that... It was episode 27. It was the first time that BJ had made an appearance on the show. And when I very first heard that guy take off, I was like, who is this dude? Because I, it was just, it was something different. Like, there was something that just clicked. And I was like, man, you know what? This, this dude's pretty good to listen to as well. I mean, 
it just, it was a different show. You know, you, you go on and you, you brought him back for, I want to say it was episode 57. Um, that was the MMA episode. Um, I, w- I was never really a big MMA fan, but it was th- that episode still kind of, you know, it was just like, man, I, I'm, I'm going to have to listen. <laughs> like, I just have to have to check this out. Um, and then, and then, you know, 68 was the biggie because that's when BJ became uh, an actual co-host and, you know, the way you two just bounce things off of each other. I mean, it's like so easy to listen to. It's, you know, the fact that they drop on Thursdays typically is, is wonderful. Uh, Thursdays are my Friday. So it's always helped me i've always you know that's kind of my thursday deal is i'll go to my meetings i'll take care of what i need to take care of and then i'm gonna check out the new episode it it helps me get through my day and i just i appreciate what you guys do and i I just hope you guys keep it up um but to wrap it up i I will say that my all-time favorite episode was episode 59. Um, <laughs> Brandon had, I want to say he had sent me a message. I don't think he called. I think he sent me a message and told me that he was on his way to Denny Crumb's house to pick him up. And then they were going to drive to Lexington together to meet up with Joe B. Hall. And I was like, no, nah. I mean, that's no. Come on, man. Like, you're going to have to do better. And you can pull my leg, but come on. And sure enough, I mean, that's that's what took place. Um, that episode is my all-time favorite. I, I think a lot of it stems from the fact that, you know, when the Joby and Denny show was on, like, I mean, that was from, from 10 to noon, it was on that show, like, I mean, I just, I I hated when that show went off. It it was one of my favorites. It wasn't always about basketball or the sports. It was just some of the stories they would tell. It was just so interesting. And I think that's why episode 59 is is one of my favorites, because it it reminded me a lot of that show. Um, but, But I will say... The, the part that I just absolutely love and I think it was you know thanks to Brandon I mean you know I, without without him being able to pull this out of Joe B I'd have never had the ammunition that I have with my UK I won't even say friends because I mean it's hard to even call them friends but uh, you know how that goes but um <laughs> I use that ammo Brandon was able to get Joe B. Hall to admit to players when he was the coach there receiving impermissible benefits. <laughs> I mean, you know, the statute of limitations. I mean, you know, there's nothing we can do about it now. But just the simple fact that he was able to pull that out of Joe B. Hall, 
I just, I, I, I lost it. Like, I was, I was dying. Like, I had called up some of my buddies, and I was like, man, you all have to listen to this. Like, you have to listen to this. I just thought it was funny that, you know, especially because of the trouble that we were in at the time, you know, and, and UK fans giving us grief and, and just, we pretty much just had to take it. But then I had that little nugget. I was able to play that for him and say, now hold up. Now see, now it, it appears to be that your all's program hadn't always been squeaky clean either. Like, you know, let, let's just call it what it is. We all do it. We got called. That's basically what it comes down to. I just, that, that episode, I mean, that was, like I say, it's, that's one of my favorites, no doubt. But I just wanted to tell you guys that, you know, keep up the good work. Episode 100, like, who would have thought? Like, I mean, this guy couldn't even clean out the floorboard of his car. I mean, it, you, if you ever needed a ride, I mean, sorry about your luck, you ain't getting in his car, like. And for him to go from, from that guy to what he is now, I, I couldn't be more proud. So keep up the good work. Don't stop. Keep it going. And I, I look forward to keeping up and listening to all the shows of the future. Appreciate it, fellas. Man. Yeah. Shout out to Eric Deacon. Yeah, I mean, he really thought about it. Yeah, that's a heartfelt message. It was, man. I mean, he and I were always, I'd say, I mean, so Dustin was the one that got me the job there. Dustin, yeah. also a former guest. Yeah, but, shout out to Dustin. Yeah, shout out to Dustin. Um, but, like, as people that I met there, he was easily the closest person that I got to there, of well, people that I met at that job. A lot of like interests, it sounded like. Yeah. But that, Clearly, that was, you guys like the same polos as well, too. <laughs> no, so what happened was he didn't see me there. Right. Because um, he was handling his business. No, his he was words. walking out of the bathroom as I was walking in. And so he had I just finished him. handling he, his he business. He had finished and hopefully washed his hands. Pro- probably. Let's just say. Yeah, for Decon sure. Decon Rewind, yeah. He seemed like the guy who would wash his hands. Yeah, so sure. he's walking out, and he didn't see me. And I was like, hey, man, I really like that polo. Right. And he turns around, he's like, Oh, th- oh, what? <laughs> so let me set the stage here for you because you've never met Eric. Right. Eric is six foot six, four hundred pounds. Yeah. So Eric comes back with me because uh, we had an open seat by us, and he came and sat with us. People behind us hated us for the little time he was sitting there because <laughs> he's huge, man. He yeah. Has, he, oh, okay, I'll just look around. You ain't looking around him. You ain't six, looking six over him. Boy. He, he's your height, four hundred pounds, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, he's a big old boy. But he always used to say that he would spot me 22 points and still beat me in 24 points, I mean, in a game to 24. That's confidence. Yeah, but he would never, ever meet me at a court. So right. I'm, I remember on lunch one day, me and Dustin went over and shot at uh, Wyandotte. That's a bad bet in general. It is. Like, he told me at first it started he would beat me 24 to nothing. Right. And then it Which just, is the same thing, essentially. And th- yeah, and then it just grew and grew and grew and grew, and I was like, Why? 
First off, I don't think you can beat me. Second off, you're not going to beat me 24 to nothing. Yeah. I will break your leg and score before I let you beat me 24 to nothing. <laughs> I don't remember that being legal. You know, it's but. not, but it don't matter. If you drop the ball before you call a foul, guess what? I'm scoring. Yeah, no blood, no foul. Yeah. No bone showing, no foul. Clean break. <laughs> but, no. Shout out to Eric. I mean, always been a good buddy of mine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, I won't say always. Been a good buddy of mine since I've met him. Uh, we have had like interest. I got to take his son. I got to give him a ticket to take one of his sons to his first Louisville game. Nice. So that was something that I felt like was pretty cool. That that I felt like kind of made us closer. That was after we we stopped working with each other. I was hitting him up and say, "Hey man, see if your boys want to go to a game. I got a couple extra tickets." Which that's one of the fun things that I that I've been able to do since I've gotten older is being able to get Louisville tickets that I can take people that had never been. Yeah, that's one of the most fun things ever. I, I actually got to. Uh, get six row football tickets last year which hindsight being 2020 is not really that impressive but uh i got to give them to one my old boss from papa john's to take his son for the first time to a football game hmm. so i mean it's just fun being able to do that but he give you any pizzas he was my old boss at papa john's he don't work there anymore well, which i mean every time i went in there he always gave me my pizza for more than 50% reasonable off. price yeah so you, you don't have to he, throw them under the table just a reasonable price yeah i mean that was my guy too it was just like eric like as soon as we Met each other. We were both big Louisville fans. We both loved like old school hip hop and stuff. So it was just like we became good friends as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, now you see why I didn't cut any of it. Oh, I knew. I mean, when you told me, I trust your judgment on it. And uh, when you told me, it seemed like it was going to be a long time. But even too listening to it, man, it's, it's great storytelling. Yeah. So he did a good job of explaining everything. And it's like I said, it was very sincere and very heartfelt. So I appreciate him calling in and, and leaving that for us. Yeah, it was it was good. I tell I texted him about eight minutes in. I was like, man, I can't cut anything of this. Yeah. He's like, now you see my dilemma. And then I was like, never mind. I'm cutting the part with the floorboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was back when I had my old Honda, man. Yep, I remember. Yeah. I rode in it a couple times before it bit the dust. No, I didn't, it didn't bite the dust. I gave it to my uncle. My uncle still drives it. Really? Uncle still drives it. Flames I just gave on it, it on the side were questionable. I didn't. So story behind that i right. it was bought that way right it had a body kit on it and everything and yeah. it was bought that way for me and i mean i liked the car it was it was fun point a to point b well not only that when i got it like it was it had rims on it and everything yeah just after a while it was like really tough to keep paying for those high profile or low profile tires it was like <sighs> yeah though anytime those go flat that's expensive to pay for and yeah. it sucked in this because you know this area has snow Right. Low profile tires and snow, not no bueno. No, you quit being a Fast and Furious fan, so I mean that well, played I was into never it as a well. Fast and Furious fan. Not even one. No, man. So I guess that moves us to, uh, I guess our part where we give our favorite episodes, right? Well, if you wanted to. Yeah, I, I definitely want to. Yeah, I would say I was thinking about this earlier, and my my favorite part is actually before the episodes even began, but it was what kind of pushed you to go over the edge and actually do it and we would go play ball at portland i think it was on tuesdays originally and then ended up being wednesdays we ended up switching it up but after we would always just kind of hang out and talk with matt mullins d grimes on occasion trenton would stay and talk to us yeah. on occasion javante would stay a couple of other people stayed and talked to us right but the whole idea was you had already had this idea of doing the podcast with Smitty and Ray. Was there anybody else? Joey. I mean, and yeah. Joey, yeah. So I apologize, Joey. 
and had tossed it around, and I guess you all had never made it come to fruition. So you were kind of contemplating, A, could it happen? B, what would happen if you did start it? So our, in my opinion, that was the initiation that you needed because all of them pushed you to say, just give it a try and see yeah. what happens. But that's some of my favorite memories are those conversations that we had out there because just like we're doing now, a lot of it was sports related. Some of it was personal of what we were had going on in our lives and just helping us walk through those things together as a group. But you want to talk about a great group of guys and you've got a good supporting cast. And I think that's the biggest thing to this podcast is all these people who called in and gave their opinions and assessments. Man, we respect that and we appreciate that. Uh, obviously, we love doing this, and I can speak for myself on that. I know you love it as well, too. Yeah. But, man, hearing them do it, it's, once again, like a fire lit under you that you want to keep getting better and keep doing it. So that's probably my favorite is actually before the podcast even started. And then I remember, like Eric said, listening to the initial one, you know, there was room for improvement. And so critiquing it a little bit to you and you taking that critiquing and me not doing it maliciously, but just saying, this is what I think. I listen to a lot of podcasts, do with this whatever you want. And man, it, it's gotten a lot better as it's gone. Hopefully each episode we do together is getting better as well too. So sky's the limit for us and, and I look forward to a fun future. So um, my favorite episode, it was so tough for me to really think about, man. Right. Because it's like, it's been 99 of them for yeah, you. Yeah, 99 of them for me. And um, it's crazy, man, because just like you said, there's been so many times that you can think about beforehand of what really pushed me to do it and everything like that. And you guys saying during that time, it just reminded me of it, is you guys saying, well, you know, you'll have at least three listeners. And it was like, man, it's that's kind of cool to realize that, like, hey, there'd be three people that would at least want to know what I'm saying. Right. Or want to hear what I have to say. Um, and I hate doing this as well. It's hard for me to do it, to pick a favorite episode right. because then it feels like I'm doing a, what is it? A, an injustice to all the other ones. Right. Um, I was thinking about that with favorite guests. I'm like, how do yeah. you take a favorite? <laughs> My favorite episode that I've done though, just because just like you all, I was hearing a lot of the same things for the first time. Yeah. Uh, the Richard episode. Yeah. Just because a lot of those things that he was telling me, he hadn't told me yet. And he honestly hadn't told anybody. He actually did an interview with Drew Diener the day, two or three days before he did the episode with me. And I said, dang, that was a good interview. He goes, I didn't tell him everything. Why? I was like, really? He goes, yeah, I told you I would do an episode with you, and I told you that I would tell you everything. And I was like, man, word. <laughs> that's that's awesome. And, the, and um, my favorite guest, uh just because of what had just happened and like the joy that I seen in his eyes was JJ Weaver. Yeah. You were, you were there for that. Yep. Um, that was right after or right before you, I'd added you on. That was in November. I added you on in January. Yeah. But I asked you to I go think it was with a little me. bit before, but it was, it was a very cool event that it I was, was able to go to. Um, and it was like, the fact that he was like, hey, the biggest thing, the, the most happy that made me was he looked at me and said, I'm coming to you last because I want to save the best for last. That was one of the most meaningful things that I had anybody say to me the whole time that I've done the podcast. Yeah. 
and he had spent a lot of time there yeah. talking to a lot of different people, going through the whole process, and he gave you what a good ten minutes. It was yeah, I mean it was ten minutes, but still it was ten like minutes ten, a long it time was ten minutes like of him thinking out answers, like thinking about what he was going to say, and like giving me heartfelt answers. And I love that kid. I still love that kid. I talk to him uh, every once in a while. I try to you know let him let him be because he's, he's got a lot of stuff to work on right but if he gave everybody 10 minutes who was there today he'd still be doing those interviews yeah there was a lot of people there that he want, that wanted to talk to him yeah so uh that one and then um my favorite i guess that would be my favorite moment and guest all in one right because when he said that to me that would be my favorite moment and the favorite guest would be him as well yeah I would say what we're, if we're going favorite moments, like I said, I, I like that one before. But I think just the implementation of all of our polls, I love those polls, man. I have a lot of fun with those polls. We get kind of silly with them. Sometimes they're serious. But I love knowing everybody's opinion on them and then seeing the passion behind the people who are arguing those facts. You know, sometimes it gets yeah. a little ugly. It gets ridiculous sometimes, man. That's the beauty of the support system that you were just talking about. Oh, that's my favorite thing is, you know, when they give you their opinion, they're not holding anything back. And, and then obviously our implementation of the different segments. I mean, we mentioned the power moves earlier. The beef's beef was always around. That was something that you always tried to do. And sometimes there was weeks that were better than others with a beef. And then the uh, the lock of the week. So I, I would say that's some of my favorite things as well, too, favorite moments. Yeah. So, I mean, guys, we still got our power moving beef, obviously, but we couldn't have that episode without giving at least our opinions on that as well. Yeah. And, um, I mean, there's been so many great times that I don't want you, any of you guys that listen to think that, like one guest wasn't ha- like every time I've done this, it's been like really, really fun. It, it's yeah. hopefully you guys get that. I think probably uh, there was, I'm surprised some people didn't say maybe just because a lot of the people that gave me the answers were Louisville fans. Uh, didn't say the one after Louisville got demolished by Kentucky in basketball. I don't know if you remember that episode, yes, BJ, I but I was, yeah. uh, I was pretty animated. Yeah. Not too happy. I was not happy at all, and and for myself, that was like a 40-minute episode where I literally talked by myself for 40 minutes straight, and I was not happy. Yeah, you let the cat out of the bag, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, I was, uh, I was pretty perturbed, uh, but I mean, just thinking about how far this has come, man, I, I, I almost threw myself as my own power move, but I was like, nah, I'm not that conceited. <laughs> <laughs> but I almost well, did. Well, then man. let me – oh, no, sorry, no. sorry. But, uh, I mean, just thinking about it, man, the first episode with Cooper uh, and then going from there and, you know, doing my first solo episode in episode three, I believe it was, because I think my second episode was a uh, preview for the Louisville Kentucky football game. Yeah. So, I mean, going from there, starting this thing in, in uh, my own bedroom and not knowing – anything about the microphone and recording and all that stuff and not realizing that both microphones weren't working yeah. <laughs> and then coming to now to where we both have our own microphone and they're both working typically yeah allegedly yeah uh, i don't know man it's been 
it's been a, a fun process completely. Yeah. Well, it's crazy to me to think that we're at 100, and that's so many episodes, but, like, we've got so much more room for growth. So that's what's cool to me. And, and you look at some of these big podcasts that have been around for a while, and they're on almost 1,500 episodes, you know what I mean, or 1,200 episodes. So we'll keep cranking them out. Thank yeah. you again to all of our sponsors who have sponsored any of us. Let's keep spreading the word, letting people know about it, give us a couple of like, shares, listens, and uh, – Whatever you guys want to hear us talk about, that's what we want to talk about. So let us know what you want to hear. Yeah, I mean, you guys sent me messages here. Tell your friends. I mean, I don't want to be that guy be like, oh, tell everyone. But tell people that you know would think this is funny. Like, hey, man, like if you have a chuckle to yourself about something, be like, hey, man, you should check this out. This part was really funny. Yeah. And then maybe if they hear something that's good, because you you did that with me with King and the Sting. I right. saw like a couple parts, and I was like, I gotta go back and listen to all these. Well, that's what makes me think of man. We've got to do a better job of. We've always talked about maybe getting a highlight of an episode or something funny in there or a teaser, whatever it may be. So we've got to try to figure out if that's possible in the future. You you do so much of the heavy lifting. I've got to help on some of that. But man, it'd be fun for us to have something that they could do to help send to somebody else yeah. as well too. For sure. But we, we can't make it a beef beef episode without our power moving beef, though. Well, before the, we do that, I've got something fun for you. I know you're a big sports card fan. And right. I don't know if you've heard this story about the 2019 top stadium club, Shane Bieber. So I don't know the story about this. Yeah. But I'm, I'm a part of, uh, like you are with shoes, I'm a part of card groups. Right. And Hey, don't throw me under the bus over here. No, so I think I might know the story, so I'm not going to say it, but I did see a guy selling one of his cards today. and then. Do you know what it, the price it was that he was selling it? He was selling it for $35. Okay. But the, apparently the craze has gone down is what all the people were saying. Like They, they were kind of like badgering this guy like, hey, man, you kind of missed the craze. You're about three days late. So, I disagree because I looked at – first, let me give the story. But Shane Bieber is a pitcher for the Cleveland Indians, right? Yeah. He's number 72. On the back of his card, they mistakenly put Justin. So it says Justin Bieber on the back of his card, right? You know this from being a collector, from learning from Jerry Lee, from seeing how these things work. Mistakes add value to the card. Yes. So even though this is a very highly popular card and very heavily produced card, there has been value gained by it. Prices have skyrocketed from pennies on the dollar. I mean, if you could even get anything for the cards to on average about $50 a pop on them. I was looking on eBay today and they've got a couple of lots of them that are, you know, upwards, but they had one that was two cards and this is not sold. This is what it was posted for, but two cards posted for $750. Yeah. So probably won't sell, but crazy to think somebody even posted that. The highest card for sale currently, and this was probably 3 p.m. today roughly, but was $76.54 in bids. That was what people had bid, and it still had one day and 19 hours left to go. So that card will probably sell over $100. Yeah. Shout out to Shane Bieber, getting a little bit of shine. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he knows or he knew. Yeah, they said a lot of his teammates were ones who were bidding up stuff and buying them <laughs> just because of that reason. No, so. I'm saying, I wonder if he knew before this craze started happening. Because no. like, you, you got to think, man, right. if you ever made it to the league and your first card that came out, I guarantee you would have it, and you would probably go through that thing like a fine-tooth comb. I don't know if I would, but I know my family would, and I would expect them to keep it for me. So yeah. 100% they'd be reading it all. And you catch <laughs> Justin Bieber just slid on there. <laughs> 
Yeah. You think that was on purpose? Well, you know what the funniest thing about it was? When I first looked at the card, I didn't know the story, and I just kept seeing it for sale. And I was like, what in the, why are all these for sale? What's going on here? And then I saw a story on ESPN about it. And I still then, looking at the card, didn't see the flaw in it. Until I read the whole thing, that's when I realized what yeah. the flaw was. So, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Actually, that's weird that I saw that literally right before I came over here to record this. Yeah. I was on one of the, I was just scrolling through Facebook and there a guy was and everybody was like making fun of him like oh you're too late man dude it's blowing up I mean now it's getting I think prices are gonna keep going up those guys might be right because you know you guys are in the no type of deal so it's like the shoe market you know you you see something and then oh everybody's catching on later but there'll still be people paying big bucks and then I feel like we should give a shout out to the Minneapolis Twins they don't get a shout out very often on our podcast but turning two triple plays. In less than three weeks. I didn't know that. Yeah. Got to give them some credit. Very surprised at that. Shout out to Greg Belden and the Minneapolis Twins. Yes. So, I guess we move to power move now, right? Power move it is. I'll start off first. I like mine. It's classic. On this date, many, many moons ago, Barry Bonds hit his 700th. 56 career home run, passing Hank Aaron for the most of all time. So once again, we are recording this on Wednesday. It's August the 7th, 2019. He did this on August 7th, 2007. But got to give Barry Bonds some credit, whether you like him, whether you dislike him. I was always you... a, a – yeah, I like Barry Bonds. Yeah, he's got a because big head. Here's the thing, man. Like he was – he still hit home runs before he juiced. I guess the same thing with Mark McGuire. But he never tested positive for anything. Yes, yeah. he got a lot bigger. I won't argue that. Yeah. Did he probably use stuff? Most likely. But he never tested positive. I still think with the whole it, – it's tough to argue that because the whole steroid era, like numbers inflated crazy. But you still have to make contact with the ball. And to make good contact, to send it where you're wanting. So do steroids help all that? 100%. Your hand speed's probably going up. Your bat speed's probably going up. Everything's increasing your chances of it. But there's still a skill to it. We could take some Joe Schmo off the street, juice him up, and he doesn't hit a home run all yeah. day. So I still give them credit. A lot of times, the here's something that a lot of people don't realize. Yeah. A lot of times the reason they were taking it and again, it's still gaining an advantage, was to come back from an injury faster. Yeah. A lot of those performance-enhancing drugs weren't really used. I, granted, they did get bigger. Martin McGuire didn't really get that much bigger. Martin McGuire was already a pretty big dude. Barry Bonds. Yeah, he got bigger his, what, third year in the league? Yeah, at he the was A's. already big. When he first came in, he wasn't that big. I mean, he was tree-trunky where yeah. he was stocky, but he was never jacked. But Barry, Sosa. Barry Bonds was – like two different people. Yeah, his head was humongous. Whenever he, like he started hitting all those home runs. Yeah, but the thing that is, that gold earring. Yeah, it, he never. But he never tested positive. Right. So, shout out to Barry Bonds, though. Yeah. So my uh, power move is junior forward or center. I don't really know what you would be. He's a swing man. Yeah. Chet Holmgren. He's the way the game's being played nowadays. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Chet Holmgren crossed up Steph Curry. He gave him the Steph Curry. He did give him the Steph Curry and then dunked with two hands. Yeah. And his kid's a junior in high school. So, nice. shout out Chet Holmgren. Shout out Chet. That was dope. His mom probably Curry. doesn't like him either, giving him name yeah, Chet. Yeah, giving him the name. Hopefully Come it's on, a mom. nickname. 
Yeah. Gosh, that is I don't bad. know what it could stand for. Like, it, that's not shortened down. Your name's Chet if it's Chet. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's not Chetherin. Chet. Or, yeah, that's not very good. Chaticha. So, I got two beeps. How many you got? I got one. All right, I'll give my first one, and then you can give yours, and I'll give my second. I got another song I could play in the background of a fight if you want me to. No. Oh, okay. I, I thought you had about seven well, more. I mean, Mr. So, two Beef Man over here. My first one is, um, I'm, I'm sure you saw this. Because you're, you're seeing all this weird stuff like I am, too. And plus, it's been a pretty big story here lately. DJ Cooper. Shout out to DJ. Former Ohio State player. Yep. Uh, tested positive for being pregnant. <laughs> it's not a, t- a test that a lot of males it, get so that I, often anymore. I was, it was, uh, you know you follow those weird groups on Facebook and stuff that always post articles. And they got, they pulled me in. They did exactly what they were meaning to do right. with their header. That <laughs> says, header right there, right? Yeah, it says a uh, foreign player gets, fails drug test for being pregnant. Right. And I was like, what? So I read the entire article. Right. So basically what this guy did, DJ Cooper, my guess is, is he had probably been smoking a little bit of the reefer. Yeah, I don't want to accuse him of what he was doing, uh, but he was clearly doing, he, he was had doing something, something in the system in he system. didn't want. Yeah. That he did not want them to see. Right. And he got his... He plays his, in Europe, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. And he got his girlfriend... In the A-League, though. Upper League? I'm not sure where he plays at, to be honest yeah. with you. But he got his girlfriend's urine. Yeah. Gives it to them for a drug test, and they're like, uh, good news, bad news, man. <laughs> bad news. Uh, <laughs> you're cut because you failed a drug test. And uh, but good news, man, you're gonna be a dad. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what? Why? So like, he knew that his girlfriend was pregnant before his girlfriend knew she was pregnant. It's crazy. I, I mean, unless she was just hiding it from him, who knows? That's a part that maybe is like not being talked about. But she was waiting for his next contract before yeah. she dropped. Like, oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. Yeah. Well, probably she wouldn't have given her urine sample. Maybe she didn't know that you could test. I- I'm surprised. Like, why do they test for that in there? You know what I mean? Like. That's kind of a weird – the whole story in general was odd to me. But, yeah, you've heard of even weirder things. So, shout out to DJ. Hopefully his pregnancy goes well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he gets a new job as well too. But my beef is kind of an interesting one. And uh, Monday, August 5th, NCAA issued a memo to all agents that outlined new certification requirements to represent players testing the NBA draft waters. So NCAA is doubling down on all their rules. Kind of odd to me because you'd think, you know, with all this hot water surrounding them, they're trying to figure out how to keep the amateurism status available. But you now must have a bachelor's degree. You must have your NBPA certification for at least three years. You've got to have professional liability insurance, and you've got to complete an in-person exam at the NCAA office in Indy November 7th. So it doesn't make much sense to me to add more rules to this. I do agree with the professional liability insurance. I do agree with the um, exam. I'd like to see what is on that exam. But my beef is with you, NCAA. Agents now will have to fill out an application. Uh, they have to clear a background check. I get all that, but why are they adding more rules to it? So, NCAA, screwing the pooch up again. And what did they call the rule? Rich Paul rule. Which is? Or who Which is? Which, this is what LeBron called it, you know. I mean, it's pretty much why they did it. 
I mean, let's be honest. I disagree. You, I, I, you know, what, so who else do you know of that they would make this rule for? I think there's a lot of agents that don't have their bachelor degree. Now, I also think that Rich Paul has enough money to pay to have his bachelor degree in about two minutes. So I wouldn't even sweat this if I was Rich Paul. I'd look at it as like the Nike-Jordan deal where when Jordan was fine for wearing those shoes, it created the brand. Rich Paul has already created his own brand, but boom, this rule just sets so him into this, the next atmosphere. Here's the here's the question though. Right. So does this go back and those guys have to adhere to this, or is it like they're grandfathered in because they're already an agent? No, you have to adhere to it, and I think there's some of it that's grandfathered in because that's the NBPA certification for at least three years. So the craziest thing about this is like if a guy is 100% knowingly going into the draft, he can still go with anybody. Well. Who do you want if you're Rich Paul or any other agent who doesn't have these credentials? You want a big-name guy who you know is going to go in there for sure because that's how you're going to make your money. You're probably going to be a higher draft pick as well too, a lottery type of guy. But, yeah, I think the only thing that Rich Paul doesn't have is his bachelor's degree. Everything else he qualifies for. Yeah, because he's been an agent for – Since almost out of high school. Yeah, so, I mean, he already has that three years of that. But, yeah. I mean, I – Again, maybe it's just because I think it is because of Rich Paul. Because Rich Paul's taken off here lately. You have what was it? Uh, Draymond's with him. Anthony Davis Anthony is Davis with him. Dropped his agent and then Correct. got with him and then went to the Lakers. There was a lot of people that, like, I'm sure there was agents around the league. Like, dude, he's tampering. LeBron's tampering with a lot of this stuff. Like, there's got to be something done with this. LeBron's just bringing up his his guys around him and he's taking over the NBA and doing what he wants. Yeah, but you understand this has surprisingly enough it does have some to do with the nba but the nba has zero to do with this oh i know i'm saying i'm guarantee you there was agents around that who went to the ncaa I, ncaa yes. and agents relationship are not too good they are now because now they can have agents as of last year but that's why i'm saying the only rule this is changing is that now you have to have certain certifications for the agents Blows me away. I think they're just trying who, to make a but cut. But who was your beef with? The NCAA, right? Correct. One of the most corrupt play. One of the most corrupt things in the whole entire United States. Well, they're profiting off the backs of exactly. So people you don't think that they paying. were taking money from an agent that's just like, hey, you should pass this rule because it's going to help me out. I'm not or saying that they agents. wouldn't. I'm just saying I don't think the agents would come to them and go that route. I guarantee you they would, dude. Yeah. It's all about money. It's the same thing with the, yeah. with the NCAA. It's all about money. And if someone they feel like is taking money off food or anything off their table, of course they're going to go say something about it. Yeah. Whether it's right or wrong. I mean, to me, Rich Paul's doing what he knows. What he, I mean, hey, I'm going to better myself. I mean, they're, they're mad because he's beating them at their own game. It, agents more often than well, not. Well, he's using not. his own leverage. Yeah. He, he's got intelligent leverage, and the biggest thing is his relationship with LeBron and what LeBron's done and how he's been his agent. So, yeah, I mean, what's, it's always this old saying. It's, all, it's about who you know. He happens to know one of the most powerful people in the NBA. In the world. Yeah. So, sorry. I mean, be, play better. Yeah. <laughs> so this my, is true. My other one. My other beef. Uh, it's kind of funny you brought this up earlier. Yeah. Fast and the Furious 9, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding? They're making another one? I heard this one's supposed to be good. Who cares? That's what they said about all of is them. Is this the Hobbs and Shaw one, or Hobbs and Shaw was Who different? Who is Hobbs and Shaw? I've never seen any of them with Hobbs and Shaw, but I know it's uh, Jason Statham and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Who is? I don't even. Is that a movie? 
Oh, my goodness. You disrespect me. You don't know who Jason Statham is. I'm saying is Hobbs and Shaw a movie. Yes, I, I knew. That's what I'm asking Crank you. Crank was a great movie. Of course I know who's. Dude, Crank great, was a great movie. Crank 1 and 2 were both great movies. Jason Statham. I have them both in the collection. I, I know who Jason Statham is, and I like Jason Statham. And The Transporter. Transporter was a good movie, too. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Crank's way better, but Transporter's good. Crank was awesome. Crank's one of the greatest movies of all time. I wouldn't go that far. But Top I do. 50. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I do like I do like the movie. But I saw Crank in the Dollar Theater. You want to talk about a mind blowing experience? <laughs> yeah, paying a dollar that... to see that movie. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Well, I think the other thing that's going to blow some people's minds is there used to be a Dollar Theater. Yeah, don't show the age, man. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to read a quote directly from my brother Matt because he uh, pretty much say said my sentiments in his comment. Yeah. I couldn't have said it any better, so i got to be like Drake and have a ghostwriter. Couldn't send us his other stuff, but he sent us his yeah. complaints on Fast and Furious 9. So Shout out to I Matt. shared this, and I said, as if making one any of them wasn't bad enough. One person, Christopher Gallagher, says they should have stopped at one. Matt said they should have stopped when they wrote the script for the first one and called it a day. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Too Fast, Too Furious was a good one. Tokyo Drift was okay they're all garbage to me no. i'm being a herm science but they're all trash i'm a big car guy i like a lot of the cars but i mean man. it's fine i look at cars but that, those movies were the acting was awful it's not I the worst acting i've seen in a movie because i've watched twilight movies oh yeah you've watched those i watched two of them never seen any of them don't watch them. it's all yeah i don't plan on it, it bro it's it's just as bad as you think listen when you've got what is it Werewolves versus uh, vampires. Draculas. Draculas. <laughs> I think they're called vampires. But here's the thing, Come on man. Now. So I'm one of those guys that's like, hey, if I'm going to bash on something, I'm going to at least give it a chance. Yeah. That's why I'm not bashing so, on anything. I'm just not I watched it. it and that, I'm, that's why I'm still bashing on it because it was Twilight. awful. Oh, man. Awful, dude. That's kind of like me and Disney. But you haven't watched all the movies from Disney. Oh, dude, I've seen plenty. Oh, by the way. What? You see that bundle them them dudes are coming out with? No, I keep seeing you guys post it. I'm not reading it. It says it in the header of the thing. Yeah, I'm not reading it. That's all I so saw was the Disney bundle, logo. Skip. So skip. Disney's coming out with their own streaming service, which Shopping. everyone probably, but you knew. Oh, I knew it. It's going to have all their movies on it. All of them? It's going to have a, a lot of them, yeah. Well, they've only made ten million two hundred and ninety-two. It's like they posted a list of like what was going to start on there. Yeah, it was unreal. Like how many were on there? Yeah, but they're bundling together a three a three pack: mm. Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus for twelve ninety-nine. Hulu's month. involved with it, huh? Yeah. So I'm, that's solid to me, if you ask me. I mean, you get all those. Yeah, Disney well, movies? ESPN Plus is five per month by itself yeah, five right now. Bucks. And then Hulu is probably twelve. Five ninety nine. Five ninety nine for yeah. Hulu. But that's one with commercials and stuff. Which who cares if you're paying for it? You're gonna get. You're gonna do that. Or it's free if you're a Spotify member. But I'm not. A Wait Spotify a second. Member. Hulu has commercials. If you pay, if you don't have the Hulu Plus. I'm not trying to see commercials, bro. Yeah, it does get kind of annoying. I can't oh. lie to you. Well, look. If you got an hour long episode, normally you can watch in what forty two minutes. Mm-hmm. And if they've got commercials. Their commercials are probably, I watched a couple of episodes of uh, Letterkenny with Jeremy a couple weeks ago. Yeah, never heard of it. It's pretty funny. It's kind of ridiculous, but it's pretty funny. Uh, the commercials are like three minutes long. Oh, 
but that's, for the whole for the hour. whole episode. Oh man! The, I mean, they're thirty. I thought you were talking about three minutes long shows, each one. But it was like it was a thirty-minute show, but it was like a three-minute commercial. So it's like a tenth of what you're. But watching. the good thing about like it is YouTube. It's the good thing about it is they put it all right there together, so you can see Why is that it. good. Because it gets all over at one at one time instead of like getting to a good. Yeah, but part then you gotta spend three minutes of doing nothing. No, that's when you go to the bathroom or that's when you go and get a drink. Yeah, some of our bladders are good to go, and some of us keep. I'm not saying you go to the bathroom deck. every episode, but you can at least go get something to eat every episode. Maybe die. Oh. Yeah. Okay. See what okay. I did there? Yeah. Yeah. So. I can do that. Yeah. I can definitely. So do that's that. not a bad. To me, that's not a bad price for all that. No, that's not unreasonable. My niece and nephew will be happy with that. I'll take the ESPN Plus so I can exactly. watch the UFC so every, fights. Everybody wins because you got some people who don't care about sports, some people who don't care about Disney, some people who don't cover either one, but they like movies. Hulu decent. Hulu's not bad. Hulu's got some good shows on it yeah. that aren't on Netflix. Uh, I remember when I think Hulu was first coming out, they were giving it away for free. It was that garbage. Crackle was out, and then uh, Crackle was, was what Joe Dirt Two came out on. No way. Yeah, it didn't even go to the movies. It came out on Crackle. And then there was something else. Are you serious? Yeah. I've still never seen Joder 2 because it came out on that. I haven't seen it either. I'm not, I haven't seen a movie in a long time, man. Maybe since Crank. That's <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much all we got, man. It's a good one. Shout out to everybody. Send you said you weren't shouting things. anybody else out. Yep. I didn't say their name. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, it's always it's always a blast. It's not always fun hanging out with BJ, but it's always fun doing the episode. Yeah. It's been a pleasure giving you my opinions. And, you know, I've listened to some of the things that you said. <laughs> I don't even think BJ knows where he's at right now. No. But, um, While we're at that, I do have a question. I mentioned this to you last week. I was looking at a map. I, I want to know the truth. You look at an East Coast map. Okay. And all these states are little, small, little puny states, right? And then you move out west, and all of these states are monstrous states. Did Lewis and Clark just go, no, we're not doing it anymore, bro? Just draw your guidelines and say that's yours. You draw your guidelines and say that's yours. Why are all the East Coast cities, or excuse me, states so small and the West Coast so big? I don't know. I mean, I guess it's something you ask Lewis and Clark. Okay. It's, I mean, I don't, I don't know. You think they'd come on the podcast? Maybe. Maybe. We named a parkway after them in Clarksville. I we, feel like the least they could do is come on the podcast and explain to us this atrocity. Yeah, I'm really upset about it. I'm really upset about how big Texas and California are. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, California is a pretty cool area. Texas is actually really cool, too. Not, like, weather-wise, but, like, I like Texas. Not many of the other places are pretty cool out west, though. Arizona. Arizona's pretty decent. Yeah, they got Phoenix. Yeah, very nice. Love Phoenix. Great airport. Nevada, they got Vegas. Correct. And I uh, do like Nevada in general. Oregon, mm, it's okay. You know, they nothing. They got Portland. I've never been there. but I've been to Portland. Portland's pretty cool. Um, Idaho, nah, not a big fan. Montana, what are you going to do in Montana? Uh, went, went to uh, South Dakota one time. Their airport had four terminals. And you drove in down a street that had hay bales down to it. Yeah. What about Colorado? Colorado is supposed to be very beautiful. But You've I, never been to Colorado? I've never been there that I know I've of. I've flown into their uh, airport. That's Ooh, it. Denver? Mm-hmm. That's actually an hour outside of Denver. Is it really? Yeah. A lot of 
if you're a conspiracy theorist, check out the Denver airport. Well, you actually, talking about the, you talking about the underneath it? Well, it's just in general. There's a lot, lot of research that you can do. If you are a conspiracy theorist, you already know I don't about think it. that's the word. It's conspiracy theorist. Theorist. But either way, guys, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. It's, it's Like I said, it's always fun doing it. My phone's blowing up with more comments on that status that I posted earlier. And if not, yesterday. you can kick rocks. I just yeah. wanted to do it one more time for good charm. If you didn't like it, you can kick rocks. I've been waiting to say that for two months since I got grounded. <laughs> But guys, keep liking, keep sharing. This ain't our last episode. If that's what you were, oh. if that's what you were wondering, it's not. We're gonna keep well, going past the hundred. I hope not. Yeah. I mean, if hey, I I'm make a, it the next week, we'll do another one. I'm gonna go ahead and give you a fact for next week's. What? One hundred. One hundred and one is Dalmatians. Dalmatians. How do I know that? Because you love Disney. I so. actually, they asked me to be Cruella Deville in the original one, but it was gonna be, you know, a male version of it. I declined. I didn't think the bag was right. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to get your bag, bro. Yeah. But, guys, keep liking, keep sharing. Enjoy the episode. Beef out. Peace.